Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Today's Sunday session is brought to you thanks to the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them right now at morebeer.com. I want people to believe in me, and I want people to believe me when they taste my beer. That's what it's about. You mean you laid underneath it and tried to put his tongue up the bung? (laughs) I like to actually scoop up the yeast Uh and look at it. 7 o'clock came real early that next morning. Yeah, man. Thanks for dumbing that down for us. You did an awesome job. It's all about food and beer. Punch me in the junk. Man, that thing was thick. The point is just beat it like it's your dick. I like to smell it (laughs) afterwards. Are you being sarcastic right now? No. Bring your body armor. I ran into my jungle once on a ball valve from the kettle. That's a true happy now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Hey, everybody. It's The Session. That's right. The man is correct. We are here in Concord on a Monday afternoon, Monday evening, excuse me, to talk to you about beer. And uh, today, more importantly, Warren, we're talking about homebrewing for once. Oh, I remember doing that. You remember uh, remember when we used to talk about homebrewing all the time? Well, and also when I used to homebrew. When you used to homebrew? Yeah. Oh, but now you can't. But now you have a different home, because I think you're at work probably more than you are at home. Right. My home brewery became a 10-barrel brew house that I now live at. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So congratulations. Right. I've been brewing more at home than ever before. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Uh, Today we welcome back uh, the one and only Christopher uh, Randall Graham into the studio. How are you doing, Chris? Wow, you remembered my middle name. You think I would ever forget that? Yes, please. Here, push that right up into your face. All right, there it is. Thank you. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. You look great. Uh-huh. Thank you. You're welcome. You look uh, maybe a little tired. Yeah. Uh, how many kids do you have? You have like 11 kids? Just the two. Just the two? Yeah. Oh, man. How's that going? Hey, you know, I'm alive. <laughs> are they? <laughs> the hair is turning gray <laughs> fast. Is that what it is? Yeah. Every like tantrum, you just feel another one go. Mm. Yeah. And if you have ever wanted to see money go in a vacuum, yeah, this is exactly how you do it. That's what I'm concerned about having a kid, man. Is just the money vacuum. The money suck. Yeah. Just, 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 just a quarter of a million dollars a piece is all they. Yeah. 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 Huh. yeah. Before I even brought them home from the hospital, they were two million. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm not getting you. They were two million. Yep. Why? What, what do you mean? You? 
They were in the NICU for oh. a Oh, wow. And that cost that much money? Oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Really? Healthcare is out of control. I mean, it didn't cost me. I don't have two million. So right. I would have been like, well, you keep them. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow, that's all right. Good. Home, a lot of, that's a lot of racking canes to sell, exactly. man. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad everyone's healthy and happy and, uh, you know. Getting you gray hairs faster, man. You look too young. I appreciate it. That's what it is. And so we just need we need you to look like the rest of us. Just just pathetic and wrinkly and and, uh, gray-haired. I'm working on it. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's good. Uh, But you're going to talk to us today about, uh, first of all, brewing uh, like a poor bastard and then brewing like a baller. Yeah. Essentially, right? Same guy. Yeah, same guy. But it uh, depends on where you're at in life, Yeah, it's kind of like we'll do it in the opposite order of having kids. It's like you could do that before them, then afterwards, you're screwed. <laughs> yeah, right. This is, yeah, exactly. Uh, a brew, this is what you can do if you have a lot of disposable income, and this is what happens after kids. Yeah. Okay. I'm excited about this because we've done the brewing on the cheap with you, I think, twice now, maybe? Twice. Uh, twice. The first one in uh, 2000, I don't even know, seven or eight, and then 2010. I had to look these up. You did? Yeah. 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 Notes. Okay. And, uh, so it's it's been a while. It's been a while, man. But we've never done the brewing, uh, the baller brewing. We've never done no, like the expensive, no, high end kind of thing before. Uh, we've done with the sculptures, with the brew sculptures. But but now's the time. But now's the time. There's so much good baller stuff out there right now. Right, and and you know, and I noticed this um, at NHC walking the floor when I saw you're like you had like eleven booths next to each other, and you had everything under the sun, and I was like, what happened here? I missed some. Some sort of like, I don't know, quantum leap forward in homebrewing somewhere along the line because we just we kind of just defaulted to um, craft beer talk and like interviewing breweries and stuff like that, and we don't touch on too much homebrew stuff, and so we're trying to get it back there uh, from time to time, but. Um, we'll nobody nobody brews anymore really. Like I brewed like a. Uh, Grodzitski, like a smoke beer, and that's kind of it. Like, we don't talk about homebrew at all. So, well, we have I'm a little bit of selection now to, to have yeah. at home or wherever. What's that? We now have a little more selection than we did, you know, seven years ago. Oh, equipment wise and no, stuff like that? No, oh, commercial wise. Commercial beer. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I'll steal a line from my uh, my favorite person, Pushy Jack. He goes, "My my my home brewery is my liquor store." It's yeah. my, it, you know, because it, it's just we all supplement that way. Yeah, that's I true. I, I too brew at work, Warren. It's, it's, oh wow, <laughs> that's how I get around the kid law. I just okay. brew at work. Yeah, and that's and that's what you do. Yeah. Man, uh, well, before we get too far afield, I want to thank our sponsor, More Beer. Hey. And you can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. And today's show will uh, will drive that point home more than any other live read or any other thing that we've ever done. Because uh, they have some cool stuff, man. It's uh, if, you, if, you've, if you've been missing out on the More Beer train, uh, pay attention to the show. They have a, a lot of cool stuff. I'll be fair and equitable, too. What's that? I'll be fair and equitable. <laughs> I got other names in here. Uh-oh. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, today's show, we're gonna, so like I said, we're talking, about, we're talking to Chris Graham, but we're also talking to two other people. We're going to talk to uh, Vinny from Russian River, and we're going to talk to Shady Steve from Shady Oak Barrel House, and we're going to talk to them about the giant fires that we're having up north and the way that people, the brewing industry in particular, are rallying around the people up there. 
and uh, really trying to make a difference and really trying to raise uh, money. And these two companies are going about it two different ways. And, uh, you know, I like spreading the love and spreading the information around. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, we've been under attack, I guess, flame attack since Sunday, since last Sunday. Flame attack, sure. Yeah, don't I think that's what they're Sunday. calling that. Yeah, yeah. sure. Wildfires, Well, some would you say. could say that, too, but if you want to take poetic license, you can call it flame attack. Yeah. Or, well, you should go back to... Poetic driver's training. Fuck, that sucks. Um, it's in you know wine country is what uh, Sonoma and Napa is typically called, but there's a lot of award-winning, high-quality breweries up there. Yeah, and uh, so there you know there's um, Russian River, of course. There's Bear Republic, uh, Shady Oak, um, and Third Street Third Street Works, Works and, and a whole bunch of other places like that. But uh, just in case you guys you know didn't really know what was going on, I mean, there what are they saying the the damage is like a hundred miles wide, at its yeah. widest no, point. Yeah. It's wow. a giant scar um, across the state of California. It's most uh, some of them are mostly contained, like the big fire. In, uh, they, they're calling it the Tubbs Fire uh, up in Napa. That's sixty percent contained, apparently. Uh, the Sonoma Solano Fire has burned fifty-one thousand acres, and it's at fifty-six percent. It's halfway done, and it's burning fifty-one. It's burnt fifty-one thousand acres. Like it's, it's just crazy. And there's a whole bunch of other little tiny fires that are at fifteen, thirty percent, and eighty percent, ninety percent. Some of them are are actually a hundred percent contained. So that that's great. But I mean, thousands and thousands of people have been displaced and lost their homes, and it's it's really tragic. And um, anyway, so I want to take this time to just totally bring the show down. Yeah, way to start the show. Yeah, Uh, but we're going to be talking to those two people later on, and you guys can learn how to get involved. And if you want to, if you want to, you know, get some cool stuff for giving, or uh, you know, buy some beer and and have all those proceeds go to helping these poor people up here in Northern California, uh, we would really appreciate it. Uh, Today is, or this point in the show, is where we would normally do feedback, but I got zero feedback this week, like none. Justin and I did such a great job last week. Did There's you, no, no feedback. feedback. Did you do feedback last week? No, we didn't. He, oh, well, uh, did you do Vivo and Sam week? had computers? Oh, but we didn't have computers to read anything from, so I don't think we did. No feedback was not done. I was not given feedback. Oh well, let's do. You can fe- read last week. Let's last do feedback, feedback from last week. Then oh. fuck this saved us. Okay, well here we go. The uh, feedback today is brought to you by the Beer Law Center. John at the Beer Law Center. Uh, is right for you. What's he right for? Who knows? Call him up and ask him. Email him, john at thebeerlawcenter.com. Um, he has a book forthcoming, forward written by me, Chris Graham. I don't know if you knew that or not. Oh. Yeah. About, uh, about law. He's a paralegal. You, you can write. Yeah, I can write, and I can write very well. I could, like a fire attack. Right. I made Lock- that up. That's what I wrote, I wrote <laughs> yeah, that he mentally. That. Yeah. You make Pen up that, some Jim. law terms in there? Yeah. And, uh, you know, yes, I wrote the, I wrote the forward yeah. to his book, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm excited to see it in print. Excellent. Yeah, instead of just on my computer. Anyway, I get, I get jazzed about it. Um, so thank you to John at the Beer Law Center for sponsoring this segment we call Feedback. Uh, this is from Ryan. He says, hello, insert positive or degrading greeting to the BN team. Remember when Flying Dog won a GABF medal on Saturday, but the BA wouldn't read the inappropriate name? Me neither. I guess that's saying, like, all this hullabaloo about Flying Dog pulling out of the BA because they wouldn't read their name. Oh, right. And then they actually didn't win anything. <laughs> well, and they read a couple that were innuendos. Really? Yeah. Well, and, were, um, do you remember they were? 
Something with your uh, rock out with your rock out with my bock out. They read. How is that not offensive? I'm offended. Yeah, right. For all those people that don't have my box. (laughs) Um, Right. My favorite part was when there was something about a. It was a reference to the Charlie Murphy F your couch, uh-huh. but oh, the guy yeah. reading it didn't get it. He's like, there must be an inside joke. I think something like funk your couch yeah, or something, something like that. that. Funk your couch. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty dry. Um, last Sunday session, even though this is, these are Monday, Ryan, come on, bro. Uh, when discussing Beardy's Oktoberfest, you discussed the residual sweetness of that beer and also earlier the perceived sweetness of the Kolsch. I recently homebrewed a Kolsch fermented at 60 degrees. I agree with your WOP 029 fermentation temp. That ha- I think there's a lot of ideas in this one sentence here. <laughs> yeah. um, We're still in the same sentence, right? <laughs> I don't know. Um, they had a finishing sweetness d- despite finishing at the target gravity. What are your suggestions to dry this out? I'm assuming he's talking to you, Warren, because apparently this is about your so, beers. Um, he said 10 pounds of pills, half a pound of Vienna... 21 IBUs bittering at 60 minutes with German Magnum and 2.7 IBUs at 20 minutes with Hollertal Middle Fruit. <laughs> Should I increase the IBU, replace some malt with wheat or two-row? Mash was already at 150. Do I go lower? Long story short, too late. How would you cut perceived sweetness in a beer that is already at expected attenuation? Thanks, Ryan. Well, what's expected? Because there's a whole range that Kolsch can finish <laughs> yeah, at. That's true. I mean, That's a good point. some are on the sweeter side and some are on the drier side. I prefer mine on the drier side. Yeah. D- down around 1008, 10-10-10. 10-10-10. 10-10-10. It's a special gravity for Kolsch's. So, I mean, that's where mine finishes, around 10-10-10-and-a-quarter-ish. Essentially, like, I measure it in Play-Doh. I'm converting it on the fly. Okay. And so... I'm happy with a Kolsch that's around 1010. I don't know what he's targeting. Um, yeah, I guess without that information, that's hard to that's hard to judge. So if it's if it's resi- well, the the he- issue that you can have if you are fermenting that low, since he said he liked fermenting at sub 60 degrees, like I did, or at least mentioned it. Yeah. Um, if you don't have a lot of healthy yeast, you could probably have a little bit of attenuation issues or attenuate on the lower side. Um, where you would actually end up with residual sweetness. Okay. Um, but if you, you know, if you are only fighting perceived sweetness, then sure, you can up the uh, IBUs a little bit. Or with that yeast, you can actually ferment a little bit warmer, and it's going to make a whole lot more esters, which would give you perceived sweetness. Hmm. But he, he wants to reduce the perceived sweetness, right? So he wouldn't ferment Oh, he warmer. wants to reduce it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. He wants to dry it out, but without going yeah. lower in his target gravity. Well, if it is perceived sweetness, that's one reason I was reducing the fermentation temperature okay. and got down that far, right. was to get it to actually be dry tasting where the, the main bitterness was from the hops, or where you could actually just taste the grain and the and uh, get the sweetness from the actual grain sugars. Okay. Ryan, I hope you made sense of that. <laughs> Um, this is about Jamil. <laughs> it's from Kevin. He says, uh, hi, I'm just getting back to listening to the podcast again and noticed Jamil hasn't recorded anything in a while. I was also blessed to move. He was blessed, apparently, to move to Dixon, California recently and got to go to Heretic to get my book, Brewing Classic Style, signed by the Pope himself. I saw on the AHA website that there will be a rally at Heretic in October and I'm excited to partake. Do you guys have any info on it? No. What kind of wort is being brewed for the giveaway? I don't know. What sponsors or swag to expect? I have no idea. Is the Brewing Network doing a remote broadcast? Nope. 
From what I hear, it's usually a big deal. We did that once a couple years ago, but I don't think that we have any plans to do that. It's the first time I'm hearing about it. Um, well, I go to that event every Kevin. year, and it's, it's just a great event. He does a really good job. Jamil pulls out all the stops and gives the homebrewers a great time. Uh, right, right. Yeah, it, but that's... Everybody uh, gets beer to go. But there's no... Uh, you don't know what style he's doing. No, but okay, I would bring yeah. a... You know, sign up. Uh, I think it's a limited number of people will get a carboy of wort. Yeah, but, you have to sign up. I yeah, know you that. you have to sign up. Go to the HA website. You'll find it there. And in regards Apparently to not. Jamil not... Huh? recording anything we have recorded some bruce strongs i'm not sure if they've been released yet uh but we are recording again this coming monday at noon okay i wonder if they're maybe just not updated on itunes maybe yeah itunes is not always the best place to go uh, i don't know you know you should uh go to the website for all the newest stuff like that so uh but i'm making him work so yeah we're doing things the jamil shows on hiatus but the bruce strongs are going strong uh, this one is uh, about Sully, apparently. This is from Rich. He says, hey, gang, I'll keep it short and sweet. Because Sully had the plague for his scheduled 2A show, we actually never heard about the deal with Brooklyn Brewery from the horse's mouth. Will it be possible to hear about that anytime in the near future? I'm certainly still curious. Thanks. Yeah, I, I want to get Sully on to, to hear about that as well. We definitely want to talk to him about all that kind of good good stuff. Uh, Funk Works and Brooklyn Brewery yeah. Company yes. and 2 a they went in together on... I don't think well, now, marketing force. Now Brooklyn has yeah, a seat on that. the board at right. both of those other breweries. Yeah, there's some money right. uh, Yeah, there's minority well, like 25%. Went, Some, but I don't, I don't know, know if where, they disclosed it. Yeah, well, that's what I thought. It was oh. 25%. But I think, I don't know if it went to Brooklyn or if it was split between Funk Works and Brooklyn, or I don't know how that works. Oh, so I think Brooklyn got overcoming. 25 of each oh. of them. Oh, man. They so it's basically option. just Brooklyn acquiring stake in, in both breweries. Right. It, it's, not, it's not really commingling or anything like that yeah. that I understood. Huh. Well, there you go. That's feedback, man. What is wrong with our feedback? No one, no one's writing into feedback, but it bothers me. <laughs> Do something about it. Send your thoughts on JP's Thanks. thoughts about That's feedback. Texting, so oh. she can't. She Maybe can't. she's writing a feedback she right now. <laughs> she can't jump in. <laughs> I appreciate her for doing that. I just um, wanted to. I just didn't want to respond to you because it would be feedback. Go ahead and turn her off. <laughs> have you seen what the Brewguer app can do for you, Chris? I have not. Well, let me tell you all about it. Built for uh, homebrewers and beer lovers, the Brew Guru delivers sage brewing knowledge and money-saving deals at breweries, beer bars, and homebrew supply shops. The American Homebrewers Association designed this powerful mobile app to help homebrewers and craft beer lovers explore the wide world of beer that we all share. With the Brew Guru, it's an app. Chris, do you know about apps? Are you an app guy? Do you know about apps? These things that are on the internet? Yes. Well, sort of. They connect to the internet, Ah. but they're on your phone. Yeah. Your smartphone. Uh, You can effortlessly find deals and save money on beer, food, and brewing supplies. You can level up your brew IQ with hand-picked articles, proven recipes, and trusted resources from the American Homebrewers Association and Zymergy Magazine. And, and and is all in caps, guys, so you know this one's the most important. Use the powerful brewery locator to find nearby breweries, tap rooms, beer bars, homebrew supply shops, and brew pubs. Wherever you are, a brew guru will brew guru will lead you to good beer. You can tell I'm a, I'm a professional broadcaster because I can't just the same sounds. I can't compress. Uh, get the app today and follow the path to beer enlightenment. It's free for iPhone, iPad, Android, all that kind of stuff. You can learn more at homebrewersassociation.org. Okay, we are going to take a break. 
And then when we come back, we're going to be talking to the lovely and talented and tired Chris Graham about brewing on the cheap and brewing on the expensive. And uh, we'll see if you guys uh, can't learn a thing or two about how to upgrade your brewery or downgrade. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> you can go cheap. It's the session. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Are you a member of the White Labs Customer Club? If not, you should be. It's the easiest way to earn free stuff for turning in your old homebrew labels from either vials or pure pitch. All you have to do is save your labels and redeem them for things like free yeast, an exclusive White Labs t-shirt or sweatshirt, and even the opportunity to brew with the yeast man himself, Chris White. Signing up is easy. Just go to whitelabs.com slash customer club, fill out the registration form, and then mail in your labels. They will return the favor by sending you awesome White Labs swag. Go sign up today at whitelabs.com slash customer club. White Labs, pure yeast and fermentation since 1995. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. Brewing great beer is a process of continuous learning, and the best books on every aspect of brewing can be found at Brewers Publications with more than 50 awesome titles like Modern Homebrew Recipes by Gordon Strong, Designing Great Beers, The Ultimate Guide to Brewing Classic Beer Styles by Ray Daniels, American Sour Beers, Innovative Techniques for Mixed Fermentations by Michael Tonsmeyer, For the Love of Hops, The Practical Guide to Aroma, Bitterness, and the Culture of Hops by Stan Hieronymus. And Radical Brewing, Recipes, Tales, and World-Altering Meditations in a Glass by Randy Mosher, plus many, many more. These are the books and the authors with the knowledge to push your brewing farther than you thought possible. And you'll find them all at fine homebrew and book retailers everywhere. And visit the website at brewerspublications.com. Brewers Publications, all the best on beer and brewing. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, More Beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. 
MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to MoreBeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Marin Brewing Company in Northern California has been making award-winning beers for more than 25 freaking years. Today, I want to tell you about their new 12-ounce cans of Mount Tam Pale Ale. The good stuff, Mount Tam is bright gold. 5.5% ABV to keep you feeling good and has been winning awards since 1989. If you're visiting the Bay Area, get your butt out to Marin Brewing Company. They pour tasty beers and serve great food every day until midnight. Come in for a tour, stay for the food, and pick up a six-pack of cans of Mount Tam Pale Ale to enjoy at home, camping, biking, or whatever the hell you do. Owner Brandon Moylan has this to say about Marin Brewing beers. It's freaking awesome. Marin Brewing has won more than 100 gold medals in international competitions. Check out MarinBrewing.com for all their award-winning beers, food, and merch. Marin Brewing Company in Larksburg, California. Award-winning taste, refreshing finish. It's freaking awesome. This is Corey King from Side Project Brewing, and you're listening to the session on the Brewing Network. Hey, thanks for sticking around, everybody. But of course you will. What else are you going to do? Go to work? Well, maybe. Uh, Before we get to Chris, uh, I wanted to let you guys know that White Labs has recently added two... And then they put the they put an exclamation point, but the exclamation point is in parentheses. So I'm not sure if I'm supposed to read. Yeah, the is two. it optional? It's optional. Silent. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a silent exclamation point. Yeah. Uh, they have added two new yeasts to the vault. Their collection of specialty one of a kind strains. Now home brewers are able to pre-order WLP 066 London Fog Ale Yeast and WLP 073 Artisanal Country Ale Yeast by visiting WhiteLabs.com/slash/TheVault. Once each strain reaches 150 orders, White Labs will release the yeast and ship it directly to your doorstep, which is good news for professional brewers. If you want access to any vault strains for your next brew day, just place a minimum order of 1.5 liters. Are you all about the haze craze? Nope. Sorry, I just threw up a little bit. Uh, WLP 066 London Fog Ale Yeast is a great choice for those hazy New England style IPAs. And WLP 073 Artisanal Country Ale Yeast is perfect for your next beer to guard or other farmhouse style ale that is much better than hazy, shitty New England IPAs. Yeah, brew that. Don't wait, home brewers. Visit whitelabs.com slash the vault to learn more and place a pre order on White Labs specialty strains. See, everyone complaining that Warren and Jason always talk about New England beers. It's in the copy. Yeah, so. they asked for it. Right. And uh, <clears throat> they got it. Right. You're welcome. Hopefully they just won't give it to anybody else. <laughs> I don't understand what that means. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chipper. How you doing, buddy? Good. <clears throat> you ready to start talking about brewing on the cheap? Yeah, I probably didn't drink enough, but 
That'll be good. No, you didn't. You're, well, we could beer, start the Twitter game. What's then. wrong with your beer glass? Oh, that's right. God damn it. <laughs> Do you need a beer? We can get you a beer. Bev will get you a beer. I'm good. I'll be boring. I can get you a beer. Please, get, somebody get him a beer. beer. What do you want? What do you want, Christopher? Oh, I'll do that row two, hill something. Hill 5900. Area 54. It, do the uh, mm. row find uh, area 10. we got Pliny on, too, if you want to go oh, big. Oh, Pliny would be good, actually. Oh, get him I, might give, I might give some stuff away later. If oh, <laughs> shit. Okay, Pliny this. All right, there you go. Get, get him a pitcher with yeah. a straw. <laughs> One keg of Pliny, please. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Warren, I, my apologies, my friend. Why don't we do the Twitter game? Um, sure. While we wait for Chris to get loaded. Thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> We're giving away percentages of the company for the first caller. <laughs> Go ahead, do we have Warren. a sponsor? Oh, I, um, I don't have a sponsor. For oh, okay. Me. Yeah, I apologize about that. Uh, so the Twitter game for this week um, kind of. Uh, came to me because of the waves created this morning by the Brewers Association with their uh, we're buying AB InBev or we're crowdsourcing the money to buy AB InBev. Yeah, I saw that. And so many people were taking it seriously. Really? I couldn't even... And you click on the link and in parentheses right underneath it, it says, it's impossible to imagine this, but if you think about it. But so many people on social medias were just, we're actually going to do it. And they had a ticker on the website that was actually going up and like the dollar amount raised and everything else. It was going up during the day. And so I I feel like it was encouraging these idiots and they thought it was real. It's not April Fool's. So I wonder what the point is. Well, I think that just raised a whole bunch of awareness. Well, I, I think because it, it was pushing the upside down beer bottle logo, their independent uh, craft brewer. Uh, <laughs> like how you say campaign. that you're from like the Indie. Ozarks, independent. Well, because that's how they break it up. It's not all one word. It's like independent or however the letters are broken up weirdly. Yeah, um, pushing that campaign and awareness about buying local and buying craft. Uh, but it is just confusing people all day. <laughs> well, it's confusing yeah. the right people, the people that aren't into craft. They need to know that there's a decision to make on craft. I saw a lot. Uh, I, I saw a lot of industry people freaking out that's about all, it. That's yeah. all I it's saw about it. Well, that yeah. was also yeah. an IQ test. Those exactly. Are, those uh, are the people in your social network. I'm talking yeah. about people beyond your social network. But how do we know that they're that they're? I, can, just, I, just, I can tell. I know this. Yes. Oh shit! My oh, tasty knows. knows. Okay. He, he can tell. He, he's it. he's the oracle. He has a uh, the envelope in a mayonnaise jar for five years. Right. He just. No, no, uh, no sighting of sources. Just no. no. Get general knowledge. He has the right. The he has right. the right amount of aluminum foil on his head. <laughs> exactly. Right or not enough. <laughs> a lot about that. Yeah. Well, thank God. We should play the lotto next time. Yeah. Go ahead and warn. Uh, so I was wondering uh, <laughs> what what story is going to get leaked from the BN next week that's going to cause waves of misinformation across oh. the internet. Okay. All right. Waves of misinformation. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Yeah, let's see what's what we're going to be misling everybody with <laughs> next week. All my competitors. If, if, if we can make money out. doing it, that's better. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I'm predicting that more beer will buy the Brewing Network. Oh yeah. Oh, I got five bucks for one point <laughs> six million dollars. At least five hundred grand. I mean, we're worth that. Sure, Chris. Right. Right. Beth. Uh, 
I'd like to see your payroll first. And then, uh, we'll, oh, it's, we'll work backwards from there. Payroll. Yeah. Very I low. Can, I, can, yeah, I can write a zero on a, a piece of paper <laughs> just as quickly as anybody else yeah. can. Let's do this deal with Justin out of town. Let's just let's just push right. it through. Yeah, we're his proxy. We yeah. Throw a number at us. I told you I got five bucks. Ben, we're selling the the Brewing Network to more beer. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> like, you guys have good benefits, right? Can I just work into the contract that I don't get fired in the transition? Can you just take me sure. to? Sure. Why not? We'll give you a guarantee. Sure. We'll pay you the same rate. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, all right. Good job, Warren. Thank you very much. Oh, no, you're very welcome. All right, Christopher, back to you. Sorry for the interruption. That was, that was worn. It's fine. Uh, so let me do this. Let me catch up with uh, what's happening at Morbier because we haven't had you on in a long time. You got, but we've talked about you, right? So we talked about behind the new, my back. <laughs> for all, yeah, uh, the Pittsburgh warehouse, which is, I mean, it's bigger than a Costco. I mean, how many square feet is that out there? It's, uh, roughly a hundred thousand square feet. That's a lot. Yeah. Is it full? We got yet? room to move. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. Well, because that was always the problem expanding in, on the Detroit Avenue, where it's just like once we get once we had a new bay, it was full. Manifest destiny. Right. We took it all the way. Down <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you shrink back over there from Detroit at all? Like, oh yeah. Clear some yeah. of the spaces. Uh, okay. Darren and Olin are renting that back to other people. The oh. the baseball people are back. Like almost all our old renters are there. The same people, like Duke and Barron yeah, and all those absolutely. people. Really? Yeah. Simply selling shirts. All of them. Oh wow. Where did they all go? Uh, to Sherry Circle, where rent's really expensive. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> now they back came back. to our end of Detroit, where rent's cheap. Yeah, <laughs> just ping-ponging back and forth. <laughs> cool. All right. Yeah. That's cool, man. And uh, how many people do you guys have now? Well, I don't have an abacus with me. <laughs> <laughs> Fair amount. Yeah? Yeah. Payroll seems to get bigger. Oh, good. Yeah. That's always, uh, yeah. No, always it, makes you feel good. You'll barely notice my paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> it's dropped in the bucket. Even with a raise, it'll be just nothing. It'll be peanuts. It's still nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into brewing on... You want to do brewing on the cheap first? Sure. I think you got to start there. Okay. Let's yeah. start there. So, in my mind, this is just, you know, people who either just want to genuine, or, uh, 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 gently enter home brewing or have a limited budget they're on uh you know they're either on fixed income or they're in a um, apartment or, or they got kids or they got kids or you know other set or other sort of things but they're tired of drinking <laughs> other ailments shitty or setbacks <laughs> right or lager mints let's not you know, <laughs> oh, okay beer pun um so what can we do for these people well you know i'll start off with the lots changed since the last time we talked okay um even though i'm not sure you were there but we talked <laughs> not, yeah <laughs> But it, it, the landscape of homebrewing is like radically changed in seven years, I think. It, it yeah. somehow got popular. I don't get that. <laughs> um, it's us. I, I it's think, our show. I You're think, welcome. I yeah. think there was some surveys done that weren't exactly done well, and I won't say what group did them, but uh-huh. then numbers were extrapolated out to how many homebrewers there are in America and how much money oh. is being spent and all of this kind of jazz. Okay. So all of a sudden, a whole bunch of new people came into the space. Uh, new technology, Kickstarter campaigns, Indiegogo campaigns, devices, mm. gadgets. Wait, uh, so you're saying that you're, you're putting a correlation between that um, that survey and then the kind of influx of tech in the... Ah, absolutely. Okay. In, influx hmm. of I'm not saying you're wrong. I just, just want to make sure I'm getting in, that. Innovation, tech, um, interest. Yeah. Um, 
you know, uh, there's just been a lot of interest in the hobby um, from, let's say, venture capitalists, oh. and then from a very large brewery. Uh, Weird. Hmm. Yeah. The AB InBev type? A, 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 AB. Yeah. I like that type. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. CD, who knows? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I never would have thought 10 years ago we'd be competing against AB, but yeah. now it's a daily <laughs> thing that I yeah, do. That's got to yeah. be a trip. I mean, yeah. just as a sidebar, like that's got to that's gotta be daunting but kind of challenging, you know, like um, motivatingly challenging at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, it's the same thing every small brewery goes through. Yeah. It's the exact same feeling of how, you're never going to outsource them. You're never going to have more right. ca- cash in your pocket. You're not getting more shelf space. You're yeah. not going to get yeah. distribution any better. Um, so you better outclass them. So, so do, you, do you just leave more beer flyers all over the Fairfield parking lot in Heather Bush? <laughs> I, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you a question since now we're on this rabbit hole. Um, how does that work? Is, is there fear of, like, let's say, um, a new Warren and I make a new product? And we bring it to the market. Do you think is there is there a fear that the AB owned homebrew shops plural will I don't know if they're plural anymore um, will get it cheaper? No, and get it like a bulk rate or like negotiate like a Costco would. Like, hey, we'll sell it, but you, we need to knock you ten percent off. I'm, I'm more worried with that kind of. Uh, area where they will demand exclusives more than anything okay Um, there's been a lot of that going on okay um there's also you know they are working around a lot of us have fought for exclusive distributorship in certain regions well they've Mm. opened a northern brewer uh whoops i didn't say that out loud Uh, canadian website (laughs) okay and i've noticed certain vendors are calling me to point out that they are using that as a way to get Things we have exclusives in North America are trying to use that oh. to get our So they would order on the, the, the Northern Brewer Canada site for delivery to the U.S.? No, no, no. The, the company itself is using that to get access to certain products where we've fought oh. to get exclusives with. Okay. Um, Got it. And then they have pushed us from not being able to get access to certain products um, because they've demanded 100% of the product so they're essentially doing the same thing on the homebrew side that they've done on the beer side forever huh interesting yeah it seems easier to do on your side than the brewing side yeah we're a lot less (laughs) um public (laughs) yeah so how do you deal with that how do you fight that just work harder yeah get more gray hair okay yeah (laughs) Yeah. have more kids yeah um do you i mean do you Contact them and be like, hey, oh. this is not cool. Who am or? I going to call? <laughs> right. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. chief disruptor. Hello? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, sure, there's someone at Northern Brewer that would, like, is responsible for stuff, right? And be they like, hey, what do you care? They don't care. I mean, but it's, it's their job to do what they're doing. I, I, I yeah, assume but. now it's, you know, like a marionette type situation where someone's saying this is what needs to be done and that's what's being done because in 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 the the homebrew shop community there used to be that kind of like respect level to for to a certain extent some people who i don't even know if are in business anymore we're not that way but for the most part you can call up shops oh yeah and and chat and chat and either talk numbers or strategy or, or products say, or whatever I think all of us have gotten a stronger bond who hmm. aren't in that fold mm-hmm. you know because we have to yeah, um, we we communicate a lot more. Even the whole AHA now has a whole retail side of things. And I think that's grown quite a bit because you know, kind of the state of fear is better to be in in one group as opposed to in no group at all. Okay, sorry. Yeah, 
But with all of that, with all these, you know, you have that going on. But big money coming into the industry. I mean, Whirlpool came into the industry um, with Whirlpool. an appliance. The appliance yeah, company? Yeah, Messi. Top loader. Um, yeah, <laughs> top it's essentially it is. It's a top loader for men and, yeah. and serving. Really? Yeah, it's called wow. a messy. We'll get into it in the high end side of things. Okay, but but long story short, I, I've met a lot of people along the way who've brought new products, cool innovation in this last seven years, based off of these. Well, there's over a million homebrewers in America spending hmm. you know five or six hundred dollars a year, blah blah blah. And I, I just don't really know if those numbers really hold true because they're finding beyond the Kickstarter seems to be the problem. Hmm. They're getting good sales in the crowd. all the sales. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, they're not. Uh, but with all that being said, uh, and the China distribution model now being a lot more prevalent in the last 10 years or so, mm-hmm. just the ability to get quality brewing equipment has gone way down price-wise. Okay. Um, I look at old catalogs, old price lists and such, and you would think there would be this steady curve upward of things. Yeah. And it's, it's either flatlined or some of it's even decreased in price. Mm. Especially stuff that's not available from China. Yeah. E- exactly. Knockoffs and such uh, of something that was patented. Kettles are probably a good example. Oh, kettles are yeah. a great yeah. example yeah. we'll go into. I, I used to talk about getting an old keg yeah. and cutting yeah. the top. And now, now you can yeah. get a nice little yeah. sided if, if you don't mind your stainless rusting, you can get it from China. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And even then, that was my answer five years ago. Yeah. But now that's come a long enough way that that's oh, yeah. a rarity nowadays. Okay. Really? Or a wrong thread or yeah. right. Know, right. whatever yeah. it is. Um, not that that doesn't happen still, but it's like they're only going to make a few mistakes and lose their money that way before you figure sure. out how to fix that. Yeah. Do you think AB's entrance into the homebrewing market also has kind of encouraged the entrepreneurs, especially on the techier side, like higher end homebrew equipment side, for, to even go in because they're like, oh, well, if AB and Bev's going in, there's you know, money here. It was interesting. So I'll, I'll handle that from like a different view and maybe from the tech, but I haven't seen any real new tech in the last six to eight months that has been shocking to me. Most of that happened about two years ago um, in terms of like the cool all in one systems we'll talk about in the mm-hmm. inside of things. Yeah. Um, but AB getting into it. So we used to get mergers and acquisition groups just calling daily. Uh-huh. Oh, we've got someone interested in buying. We got, you just learn to ignore them and, and not answer their calls because I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. That's not a that's not in our plan to do. So that's not what we're doing. But when AB, you know, when it was publicly announced, finally after you know weeks of speculation, it was like a shark got in the water. I mean, all hmm. those phone calls gone. All those, uh, you know, interest in that. Uh, In fact, if anything, I've noticed, like, the amount of homebrew shops in America is starting. It's slow, but to go down as opposed to go up. um, Okay. Because people don't want to take on a behemoth like that. Sure. Yeah, I can. I don't don't blame them. On social media, it gets pushed out, and somehow I can't stop it. They've got some really good prices on kits and stuff like that. So I assume they can budget for a loss. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they have a big pocket somewhere up the... I mean, line, you know? I've gone through with certain people, especially like people who've been in the industry a long time. We've talked like, what is the long play? 
Like, what's the guess of what the long play is? And we did a lot of this last year. And, you know, there was some people speculating that maybe AB wants to shut down homebrewing. And a, what better yeah, way sure, yeah. to do it? And I'm like, Kraft is nipping at the butt. Right, and exactly. it's, it's never going to happen. No. Um, no. But, yeah. you know, you could do some serious damage, you know, do a oh, lot sure. of price dropping, price thing, get rid of most of the competitors. And then, then all, go out of sudden, business and all of a sudden just stop selling it. Yeah. I mean, it would, yeah. it would reset homebrewing to 20 years ago or 25 years ago. Yeah. Uh, but the Internet's such a cool <laughs> thing that I don't think that can happen. Yeah. I, I mean, do you really think that, that would, they would pour this much investment and, and then just to sabotage? The industry, the, the amount, amount seems like a small amount, investment. I was going to say the amount the they paid for it is chunk yeah, change. but it seems like it seems like too much effort. Like just the 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 amount of money they paid for for the the homebrew shop, it, it, but but not oh. to mention the the payroll in in acquiring that and doing all that yeah. and doing all the paperwork well, and then managing it and then to blow it up. I by the way, that's seem, not my theory because no, I don't yeah, I don't yeah, I don't believe that sure. at all. I just want to make sure that's a, you know on some sort of recorded <laughs> device. Like right. this is real to real, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. We'll yes, cut absolutely. it out. Yeah. yeah. But, I, you know, that's not, my, my theory is, you know, they just saw a good business opportunity. And I, I really do think they sure. bought it for a good value. I don't think it was a high-priced acquisition as far as they were concerned. Did they contact you first? Answer me truthfully right now. No. Okay. I mean, if they were one of these mergers and acquisition groups who were behind them, maybe they did. Yeah. Um, but we never answered any of their phone calls. Okay. So, um, but, the, you know, these are brokers that contact you. And no, yeah. if I knew there was AB money, I'd be, I'd be on a yacht. <laughs> would, you, would, you, would, you have, would you have sold? Uh, maybe you should have answered those phone calls. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Jason, but I think that, that is an easy hair. question in hindsight. Of course not. No way. I expect you to be truthful and honest. I mean, it's hard to back away from a paycheck like that especially in home brewing we've struggled as look we all make our living on in home brewing and yeah. it's not the payout i was promised first of all but um, i, I, I do not remember up. any promises you, <laughs> you could open that up to any brewing yeah. not just home brewing sure. it's hard to get a payout yeah. yeah even ab is having a hard time making good money <laughs> right. in yeah. brewing yeah. that is yeah um. so i don't think anyone would fault you for it necessarily but i mean for at least entertaining the idea of like oh hey i would I, have at least listened i would have listened i'll listen to, to the anyone. deal yeah i mean but would we have done it? That's too hard to speculate on. Yeah, of course. And all yeah. that jazz. But is it in our plan? Absolutely not. I just want to throw in my investigative journalism probing questions here. That's yeah. all. That's all I'm I trying mean, to do. Money on the table is money on yeah. the table. Because I think Darren would have sold. He, he's going to retire sometime yeah. in the near future. Right? I, I don't I mean, think that Olin. I think Olin would have been opposed to it. And I think you yeah. would have been opposed to it. Yeah, so we would overrule him right there. Yeah. yeah. And then I think you would have to snicker. Were you in on well, that meeting? It depends yeah. how many yachts Chris would have gotten. Mean, that's true. If, yeah. A minimum of two. If I get less than two yachts, I'm well, out. Well, one for the family. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah, for sure. And one in international waters, of course. Yeah, and then sure. one to ferry you between the two. <laughs> right. Yes. That's a helicopter. From, you know, okay. From your casino to the family yacht and then back again. Right. Okay. Uh, okay, well, we got all the important questions out here, Christopher. So uh, Good let's, show, everybody. Yeah, thank you very much. And we'll po- uh, Let's talk uh, equipment. What are so, we doing? So that's where I was going with all this is, yeah. is, you know, there's just been a flood of good quality, inexpensive items into the market. And, and this talk used to be about going to Home Depot, going to, yes. you know, use these like different things you know, MacGyvering them and, and repurposing them. Aluminum pot or exactly. Yeah. Or even a, a turkey fryer used to be like the answer. And now you can buy a burner for home brewing yeah. for less than you can probably buy a turkey fryer. Yeah. Um, 
And so I'll just start with that is, is you know, look within the homebrewing community for good deals because there's lots oh, of yeah. them. Uh, uh, I would say, you know, if you're not in the hobby, shop online, look at all the big stores and look at their starter kits because most of them are lost leaders. They they want mm-hmm. you into this hobby. The first dose is right. free. Yeah. And then go to your local homebrew shop and just talk to them. And just say like, "Hey, I, I found this one. Any chance? I'd rather buy from you. Any chance you'd match it?" And I think you'd be surprised. Uh, they'll they'll respect you for not just you know voting with the the lowest dollar right off the get go. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, a, a local homebrew shop is a awesome source for you going forward. If you're a new homebrewer, you know, having something local, whether it's if it's not a shop, at least a club, just somewhere where you can get feedback, you can get, um, you know, lessen your learning curves quite a bit. Um, yeah, you need a sounding board yeah. in this hobby. You, mm-hmm. you just you need one, and if you want to progress, you yeah. know, and and at, oftentimes, at for sure, yeah, and oftentimes, you know, what we've always said on the show is submit your beer for feedback and competition. But we've also said on the show that I've received some of the worst feedback I've ever had in my entire life on beer from <laughs> right. competitions, even national competitions. Yeah. So uh, I, yeah. I think that's probably the best way is you sit down with somebody. Oh, sure. Like we do on Dr. Homebrew, available uh, twice a month on the brewingnetwork.com. Oh, that's a podcast? That's a podcast. Oh, it's okay. popular. It's a popular show. Um where you can get feedback, like actual feedback, and you can interact with the people. And that's the yeah. great thing about a homebrew shop or a club where you can sit down with these people and say, well, what do you mean when you say it, this could be malty or I don't understand? Right. Yeah, a club or, like Chris says, the homebrew supply store is yeah. a great resource. That's kind of how I got my beer in the, you know, making better beer is going to people with more beer. When going to HopTech? Yeah, no. <laughs> there wasn't even a hop tech then. No. Uh, going to more beer, you know, and all of them would help me with my beers and stuff. Yeah, I remember. No, we'd all gather in the showroom. Yeah, and, nice. and we'd taste it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every time I'm down there, even as recently as a week or two ago, people are having conversations about how to make better beer at more beer with the, with the employees. Yeah. So they're... And... They're actually giving right answers. Well, what? So, yeah. You don't pay them yeah, for that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love when people talk about homebrewing. I love trying to eavesdrop. And like, is this person know what the fuck they're talking yeah. about? Yeah. Turns out the people at Morebeard do. <laughs> so you can go ask them questions. Well, I'm going to give some pats on backs when I go back there. There you go. Good job. You, yeah. guys, you guys tend to hire homebrewers as staff. There, we right? try. We try. Yeah. And it's, it's no fun when someone's like, I don't like beer. Yeah, I don't, like, like beer. <laughs> <laughs> don't know if I want to hire you. Right. Um, but, okay, so here's the, just a whole series of simple things to lessen. It should be able to lessen the cost of this overall hobby for you. Okay. First, there's a bunch of websites out there that sell homebrewing stuff. They all have email lists. They all have convenient pop-ups that happen when you go to their <laughs> website. Just type and paste your email address in there. You'll be amazed at what kind of deals you'll get on things. It's not always you know, going to be a home run or what you even want at the time. But if you're looking for doing this hobby at a lower cost, I'm on, I don't know, 15 different email lists. And it's I, I just look at it from an outsider's perspective. And obviously, we let, we try to hone in our craft of, sure. of doing that. And, and we're trying to do a little bit different. We're trying to now we inject articles into every newsletter and, and, and try to actually bring some value besides this kit's $5 off or whatever it's going to yeah. be. Yeah. But we also still do this kit's 
five dollars or this thing is this and this thing is that and um and, and it, it introduces people to things they don't know about and you can always snipe good deals out of those so join email lists yeah okay because i think in today's internet culture i think we're inundated with email lists so i'm surprised that that would be a thing that you would that you would bring up just just in the realm of of internet technology but i think it's a great I think it's a great idea. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's something if, I would never think of. If you're bargain hunting, right? Bargain hunting, yes, right. Exactly. Yeah. Sure. I, I saved hundreds, if not thousands, doing that. In, in, well, in life, I am a bargain hunter, as JP will tell true. you. That's yeah. true. Yeah, I'm going to San Jose to go to Fry's again. Jesus, all right. Uh, well, yeah. they made one in Concord. It's <laughs> I, great. I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and they're not always the best deal, Jason. That's true. Um, <laughs> That's true. But uh, I'm going to get a phone call now. We'll match it. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, just in anything, if I can get a decent value, that's what I want to get. Yeah. Um, and so you can use sites. There's good sites out there that conglomerate it. Um, you know, uh, Brad's deals used to have actually a homebrew section. I think they dropped that finally. But there's homebrew finds, and there's homebrew finds is, is kind of like is the, great. The, he, the dude. Yeah, right? oh yeah, he's always been one of the better ones out there. Yeah, you know, but he's going to sponsor those who help him too more than anyone else. And I'm one sure. of them, so fantastic. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes, if you want to be your best advocate, getting on those mailing lists, you know, um, you will get all the deals as opposed to some of the deals. Right, right. Because he'll post stuff from like Amazon too, which. Yeah. He, you know, whatever, but um, I mean, he's an affiliate. He yeah. admits that, and he sure. makes a small cut off of those sales, and and that's how he stays as a website. Um, Absolutely. And Amazon does it. We do it. Um, most of the big companies will do that, but sometimes by just being on different mailing lists, you just learn about things you're not going to learn about otherwise. Um, but that was another one. Uh, homebrew clubs. Now that may not that may seem weird about like oh how am I going to save money by being in a club I'm just spending more money. <laughs> one of the better things that a homebrew club is typically going to do is one you could probably borrow any bit of equipment you've ever wanted to try. Uh, homebrewers love to share. Okay, yeah, love yeah. to have you over. So you can you can almost treat it like a try before you buy. There's also a lot of people are upgrading. Or getting out of the hobby, yeah, or okay, know yeah. people getting out of the hobby. Sure. I see I'm on Words of Wisdom, Doe's, uh, all these different email lists, Drought Board, and, and I feel like every week somebody's offloading a kegerator, a, a bunch of carboys, pumps, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. So that's, that's another good way. And sometimes just the community of brewing, um, you know, uh, I, I've been noticing Doe's is doing more group brews. Oh, yeah, no, it's a great way to have a social interaction as well as learn more about beer and engage the hobby yeah. more for sure. And this is where someone can come in the hobby and have nothing at home. Yeah, and, and go again. And, and go learn and then Bruce at somebody's house on their equipment. Exactly. You know, uh, I watch Vito having people to his house all the time. Sure, I'll be like, an extract brewer and you can go and watch somebody do all grain and see if that's see if that's for you. See yeah. if it's for you and brew on a $7,000 piece of equipment yeah, exactly. and, and take home some more. <laughs> right, and, and yeah. you didn't pay Convince anyway. your wife you're in love and she'll go for the 7000 Yeah. yeah. Right. That's how it works. I'll save money. Yeah. <laughs> the, the the two main magazines always, I think, always have pretty good articles about building something yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, Brew your own and Zymergy always mm-hmm. have some good article. Sure. Um, yeah. And so save yourself a little bit on sometimes you'll see something commercially made and they'll usually reverse engineer it um, w- within a reasonable proximity of, of the item. Thank you. Using stuff you got laying around. 
He was laying around. Chambers come to mind. As Yo, far as that's the, a great one. Yeah, that's such a simple one. And you may yeah. not have some of that laying around, but yeah. some of it you do, and yeah. some's just cheap. Sure. Yeah, you can. I think you can usually find stuff at garage sales or even for yeah. free in Craigslist, like oh, an old, like old fridge. Yeah. It still works, but just it's frozen. Get inside. it out of my garage. It's yeah. yours. Kind of pull, thing. Pull, yeah. pull the guts out and make your own thing. Man. Yeah. 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 An immersion chiller is an easy thing to make, especially if you have some extra copper laying around. Yeah. Yeah, but the tweakers all sold their copper. (laughs) (laughs) It it was high-valued a couple years ago. Oh, okay. I started homebrewing years ago, back when there was copper laying around everywhere. (laughs) So you just stole it off of a job site, didn't you? Oh, yeah. The the local school took an extra month to open, but I had an immersion (laughs) chiller. But it was totally worth it. I don't don't use it anymore, but, you know, (laughs) it's fine. I threw it away after two (laughs) batches. Okay, those are good. Uh, those are good pieces of info. Yeah. Um, now I'll move on to support your local homebrew shop, which I know I already said. Yes. But a lot of times there's good savings to be done there. Um, you know, ask them if they'll match a deal. You know, mm-hmm. you're looking for something. Most of the time, they're, they're going to want some sort of deal. And if you show yeah. them a reasonable, I mean, if it's ridiculously underpriced on eBay, maybe they'll say, you know, kick rocks. But for the most part, and then I know we do this a lot. And I know other shop owners do this a lot. We get samples from Brees and samples from Wireman's and samples from whatever. And a mm-hmm. lot of times after a bit, you don't even know what to do with it. Like uh, just like sample sacks of grain? or Yeah. Really? Or yeah. half sacks mm. of grain. Okay. Or, Two pound sack of yeah, or hop samples, and you know, I love when they send us samples of something you can't get. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, I'll take all of it, and they're like, oh, it's sold out. And it's like, oh, okay, <laughs> thanks for the two ounces. I yeah, guess. Um, right. But a homebrewer could take that and make a beer with it. And, and we mm-hmm. do that a lot. Like we do that internally with new brewers. Oh, cool. You know, so if you're a new person who works for us, we, we oh. try to do that as much as we can. But sometimes, you know, it, it just makes sense to be like here, you yeah. know. And, and I kind of feel like that's part of the way I got into the hobby was I was in college. I didn't have a whole lot of extra money and and i actually went and did like kind of a weekend trade i would work um for exchange of yeah that's what know, i did goods and services <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah it probably wasn't legal but that was a long time ago and i don't think you can go after me and jason that was a long time ago for you <laughs> and i don't true. think they can go after me for no. that so. i uh, stole shit <laughs> my hobby. i stole wait, right from starbucks allegedly <laughs> no, no, no i like, did it oh <laughs> wait you worked for me <laughs> uh not then <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. yeah. He stole more when he worked yeah, for you. Right. But they'll often also have ding and dent areas or oh, older sure. products sitting on the shelf that they're going to want to turn at some point. You know, you make yeah. them an offer on that Milwaukee pH meter that you have to, like, scrape the dust off. <laughs> they might give you a good deal on it. Yeah. So those are some simple ways to, to save a little bit of money. Um, well, I think I think that's true. And maybe in this hobby more than than any, or at least with the DIY hobbies, where the the staff who are there are in your same position usually, and they kind of understand that you're trying to get something. They're probably more deal. broke than you are, right? Yeah. Right, because they work at a homebrew shop. Exactly. <laughs> and um, so I, I, don't, I, you know, don't go to like Best Buy maybe and try. You would feel kind of weird going to a Costco or whatever. But if you go to a homebrew shop, no, I think the, you should. You should go to Costco and see if you can <laughs> negotiate the roaster chicken, right? Mm-hmm. And just see look, how well that works. It's kind of small. It's a little leather. <laughs> but I think in, in a homebrew shop. There, the, these people have been in your position or are currently in your position, and so I think it'll be a little bit better, a well, little bit easier to kind of negotiate. I will say this, too. I know it, it holds true for me, and it's rare that I work in our retail stores because I'm bad at it. Yeah, but, um, it's true. Yeah. But <laughs> new excitement is such an awesome thing. 
Like when you've done the same hobby for twenty something years, yeah. you get a little burnt out sometimes. True. Sure. Maybe maybe you hear nothing but the negatives or whatnot, and right. people ragging on beer, and 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 then all of a sudden someone who just comes in. Remember Jim Rossi used to come in. Oh my with god! Just the jumping Jim Rossi. Yeah, just so much energy that you had no choice but to be excited. And I, I don't know how much free stuff that guy got. Like, uh, here, but, try this. Jim. Maybe that's why oh, he was jumping. Yeah. Yeah. He was jumping. This motherfucker. I've talked about him on the show several times over the years. He would brew barley wine. Do you remember this, Chris? And he would drink it within three weeks of kegging it. Oh, yeah. Because he liked the flavor of young barley wine. And we're like, Jim, what are you doing right now? I, I, what can I say, JP? I really love it. Right, hey, wow. God bless you, Jim. Yeah, it was like kind of before IPAs were a thing. So I think Jim was just kind of leading the way into the IPA, mm. double IPA world. Yeah. Because these oh, okay. were super hoppy barley wines. Um, Oh, okay. Not just boozy. He yeah. actually likes the crazy, hop, yeah. crazy hoppy bitter. He's like, God, I can't even, oh. can't even drink this. What are you doing, man? <laughs> I like. He, he was an electrician. Really got shocked one too many times. Anyway. <clears throat> excitement. But but it's that kind of excitement that yeah. breeds excitement. And a lot of times yes. it's like, oh, I've got this. You know, So bringing a little of that with yourself as you approach this hobby and, and you don't have much to, to do. People want to share. People want to help you. Um, shops will. Other homebrewers will. Mm-hmm. Um, because they like having that excitement around this thing they like to do. Yeah. Instead of yeah. hearing nothing but, you know, melancholy boringness about the <laughs> damn thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I definitely get that. I definitely get that. It happens. That's true. That's absolutely yeah. true. And, and, you know, we've done two episodes now on, like, individual equipment. You know, wort chillers, yeah. kettles, uh, fermenters, you know, yeah. and a lot of times they were all alternative things. Make your own out of, you know, copper that you have lying around. Who mm-hmm. has copper tubing now lying around? <laughs> or, or even go to the store and buy a roll of copper tubing. It's a hundred and something bucks because sure. copper is expensive now. Yeah. Now we're making more chillers out of stainless because it's cheaper. Yeah. Um, oh, so I should have sold mine for way more than I just did. Yeah, you just got ripped <laughs> yeah. off. Uh, but it's funny because I was writing this up and, and looking at like where I used the last time where I said to go get these things from kettles, pumps, thermometers, PET carboys, or, or carboys or fermenters in general. Last time I did this show, I was talking about going outside of the industry, outside of my shop, outside of any shops. Yeah. And now I don't think you're going to get much better deals than going within the homebrewing huh? community and just looking at what's on sale at the time that's just uh, how good the supply chains have become and how many more people have come in the game how better the supply chains have come yeah. the volume has lowered mm-hmm. the price for everybody yeah mm-hmm. uh, and uh you know take carboys for example it's like nowadays plastic carboys are, are the norm and they are cheap and there's wow. enough competitors you know started as one supplier and now there's four or five and so you can get them for you know, under twenty bucks all day Jeez. long, if not wow. less. And shipping is nothing because they're they're they're, yeah, they they're lightweight. They're not oversized because yeah. they're not giant. And, pumps know. pumps used to be you want to oh March. Yeah, you know the eight hundred nine series, perfect, got you covered. Now right. I looked on the the new catalog, and I think we have like thirteen pumps lined up. Whoa! Um, and and shockingly, Blickman. I'll just use him as a yeah. low cost side of things. How like, do that? <laughs> I'm kind of surprised, but I think he has by far the best brewing pump out there. 
um, in this new Riptide pump. I don't know if you guys have seen well, it. I've seen it, heard I've seen it, it. haven't it's used it. Show, yeah. yeah, triclover head on it, yeah. big, huge um, impeller that's, like, uh, curled, so it gets a way better vortex, dead quiet. Um, wow. And it's, like, under 200 bucks, I think. Um, so That's a good deal, man. Yeah, yeah, with a flow control valve in it. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, integrated yeah. into it. doesn't cavitate. It's so nice. Yeah. So, anyway... It, and then thermometers used to be, you know, we would carry the really inexpensive China one and the really high end Teltrue, and now there's like seven in between. Um, really? Yeah. So it's it's all the the categories have filled in for where okay. there's good alternatives to just the the top high end piece that are worthy of using they're not like just so cheap that like oh this is disposable thank you for the thermometer it worked once yeah. right yeah. Uh, i will throw it away now yeah okay well that's good to hear yeah that's good yeah. to hear man but uh, and so just going through the 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 brewing on the cheap mm-hmm. um i was just shocked to even look at the fact that Really, it, it can be a, a pretty inexpensive hobby within the industry relative to where it was 10 years ago. Hmm. Even take all grain, you know, coolers and, and kettles and things like that. We now sell this little thing called a Robo Brew, and then there's like a big expensive version called a Braumeister that's been around for a while. Yeah, I and, missed that mm-hmm. thing. And that I thing's that great, thing. right? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, the Chinese ripped it off. You know, was that, 1800 bucks? Yeah. The Chinese like ripped that, yeah. it off 110 for under five hundred bucks, wow! And it works. It works fantastic. Like, really? Yeah, has a pump integrated. Doesn't into give it. you like lead poisoning. Well, or anything probably like will in the long <laughs> run, but yeah. still so with the Brownmeister. I mean, right. um, but long story short, it's they've even taken a high end product and, and done it well enough that it's usable. Um, Let it's, me ask you a question real fast, and you may not know this, but. Who over in China is going is has their eye on like the homebrew scene to enough to knock this product off and then sell it? I, I can't imagine there's that many people it's, that much of a market for it, right? It, and it isn't necessarily a Chinese company coming up with this idea. A lot of it is okay. we make things in China, sure. things we've made here, yeah. decide to bring it to right. China, and then all of a sudden in our competitors' catalogs, there's our item. Right. Um, because they sold, you know, the company we were buying it from, <laughs> having them make it, we're now just selling it to our competitors. Right. Right. Even Braumeister might head things off and get their exactly. own cheaper. That, and that's kind of what I feel. I don't think Braumeister lets I mean Spidel's a very German company. I don't think they did, but, but I'm so, sure a competitor just said like, hey guys, yeah. this is metal. Yeah. This yeah. is circular. Right. Can you and pay? I know a guy in China. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So and, it's just it's probably one or two people trying to disrupt the market and, and make so it. It's gotta have some money. Yeah. And, and I think you know if you can sell a a, a seventeen hundred dollar item for five hundred you're going to get probably four or five times the sale of the seventeen hundred dollar yeah, item. The Amazon model, uh, right. exactly. And and okay. Amazon will own us all anyway, so it doesn't matter. Exactly. That's very true. Yeah. yeah, If you have a margin, they're going to get it. Yeah. Okay. Well, fair enough. So that that concludes the pre. <laughs> <laughs>
My name is Christopher Graham, and I'm about to tell you what I did on my summer vacation. I don't know what to do. What I did on my summer vacation is the following. Well, thank you very much, Chris. It's actually we're we're up against a break, so I'm glad that you stopped right when you did. But uh, I think that helps a lot of people out, especially people who are listening who want to get their friends into home brewing. But you know, maybe we jumped in ten years ago and we're like, God, it's still it's kind of expensive. Right now, not so much because I don't look at equipment anymore. I'm just looking at ingredients because I have my equipment. Yeah, the, the one thing I've kept track of over the years is keg prices. And it commercial like, or no, like home like getting Empty corny kegs. kegs. Yeah, getting used kegs through or like new for through the homebrew shop from when I started went crazy high after about five years into it, but then it seems like it's peaked. And is now at least leveling in terms of getting corny kegs or buying new kegs. So when I first started selling new kegs, I think we sold them for $129. Mm-hmm. And now we sell new kegs for $79. Right. Um, and used kegs wow. used to be $25. And now used kegs are about $65. Exactly, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that that's definitely reversed um, quickly. And is that just I – mean, is that – Supply and exactly the same, so same effects that we're talking about here. You know, when Pepsi and Coke switched from a post mix to a pre mix, they had all these extra kegs sitting around, mm-hmm. um, and so that's why we could buy them for five, six bucks a, a keg when you bought a container load. And so homebrewers used to be able to get them super cheap, but then all of a sudden that dried up eventually. Sure, and then all the manufacturers in India, China, um, Italy. They saw, like, oh, wait, people like these kegs. And so they started manufacturing them in more scale. And, uh, you know, the quality was horrible at first. (laughs) (laughs) And it's improved quite a bit. Oh, okay. Good to hear. All right, Chris. Well, uh, at the other side of the break, I look forward to the other side of this. Pimpin'. The pimpin'. It ain't easy. Pimpin' your system. Speaking of uh, pimpin', Drake's Brewing Company at Drink Drake's dot com has released their War Pigeon Double IPA. So if you're on the hunt for some good double IPA, and who isn't, let me tell you, uh, Drake's has it for you, man. And it, uh, um, I haven't had it, of course, but uh, it, the bottle looks rad. There's a little pigeon like an airplane and dropping some bombs like hops. And that's what we should. We, that would have been a perfect time for the hop grenade, although we don't have. We're not a bomb. It's we would have had to grenade. sue Drake's for using it. Well, tie-in it was implying that we would like work together. Oh, okay. You get the money from it. Yeah, right. I mean, I'll take the money from it. That's fine. <laughs> You'll never see the money for that. <laughs> Justin sees the money for that. The Cayman Islands see the money for that. I'm positive. Oh, sure. Um, what's cool on the website though? They have food pairings for this beer. Uh, so to pair with the War Pigeon Double IPA, you can pair with Humboldt Fog or Maytag Blue Cheese. I like how they got brand specific Wait, on those. Maytag is in cheese. Yeah, they've done. Yeah, they've once they got out of Humboldt, the, the, the appliance, it, yeah. <laughs> the appliance people. No. Oh. It might God, be Warren. Bev doesn't know. Sorry, I don't eat five pounds of cheese a day. Um, <laughs> for you. <laughs> it's four and a half. Thank you. Uh, Mahi Mahi tacos, ham and pineapple, Hawaiian pizza with jalapenos, whatever a jalapeno is. Um, it's 8% ABV, a beer, 87 IBUs. Anyway, they have all the, the stats there on their site, drinkdrakes.com. So check it out and, uh, you know, get your war pigeon on, brah. All right, this is the session. We'll be right back with Christopher Graham from morebeer.com.
You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support. Like Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer. Whether for yourself or as a gift, when you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the brewingnetwork.com. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you you have a cleaning problem you need the five star solution visit fivestarchemicals.com or call 800-782-7019 800-782-7019 and get the five star treatment today are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high temperature March pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new BrewEasy. If you work in retail sales, the restaurant industry, or are a new craft beer enthusiast, or you know someone who is, you have got to check out Beer 101. Beer 101 is an online course created for anyone wanting a quick introduction to the vast world of craft beer. Beer 101 covers the history of beer, brewing ingredients and processes, vital stats like ABV, SRM, IBU and gravity, styles, tasting, glassware, and pairing beer with food. The Beer 101 course is offered by the Brewers Association.
Association at craftbeer.com. Also home to the truly awesome Beer Style Finder, a visual guide to every beer style. Quickly play with color, bitterness, and alcohol content to interactively explore the entire world of beer styles with a gorgeously designed interface to your favorite beverage. The new Beer 101 course and new Beer Style Finder are only available at craftbeer.com. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. Hey guys, what'll it be? I'm not sure. What do you recommend? A lot of people seem to like the Hefeweizen. Is that a German Hefeweizen or more of an American-style wheat beer? I'm not sure, but I can give you a taste. Okay, great. Great. The Cicerone Certification Program certifies and educates beer professionals in order to elevate the beer experience for consumers. Unfortunately, not every bar is staffed with certified beer servers who can guide their customers through a beer list. Here you go, guys. Let me know what you think of the Hefeweizen. Oh, yeah. That's definitely more of an American meat. But I can hardly tell because this beer just smells like sour butter. I wonder how long it's been since they cleaned the draft line. Yeah, and look at the bubbles on the side of the glass. It's filthy. Somebody should tell these guys about the Cicerone program. For sure. How about we head somewhere else for another beer? Your server should give beer the same respect you do. Request quality. The Cicerone certification program offers four levels of beer certification, in-person classes, and course books for beer professionals. Check them out at Cicerone.org. The Cicerone Certification Program. We know beer. Hi, this is Tyler from Libertine Brewing Company in the central coast of California. You're listening to Brewing Network, The Session. It sucks. Does it suck? It sucks. But that's what's good about it, is that it sucks, right? All right, everybody. Welcome back. We have Christopher Graham here still. He didn't even get up. That's how, that's how much he loved being here right now. And I appreciate that. I think he just peed in his chair. Well, yeah. That's what you do. You're not right? supposed yeah. to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Doctor, it's normal. It's yeah. I was reading the instructions. <laughs> it's okay. You're, you'll, you'll do just fine. Speaking of uh, doing fine in beer... Craftbeer.com has a Beer 101 course, in case you guys didn't know that. It's an online course created for anyone wanting a quick hit introduction to craft beer from the leading organization representing America's small and independent breweries. If you work in retail sales, the restaurant industry, or simply a burgeoning, not bourgeois, a burgeoning craft beer enthusiast, Beer 101 provides a solid intro to the world of craft beer. You get the history, brewing statistics, classic beer styles, which don't pay attention to those too much because every brewery in America is now fucking them all. But it's fine because you can still learn a base on how to ask for proper beers in America. Right, Warren? Exactly. I'm so bitter. Go I'm to so craftbeer.com. Angry. And get bitter. <laughs> get bitter. I think more education leads you to to want more out of breweries. And they don't deliver it. Well, the quality of your education depends well, on who's giving it to you. If you knew more about beer, you'd be more of a discriminating uh, beer buyer. That's what I yeah, think. Yeah, that, that's true. Most, but, but, like, most people that drink the volume of craft beer yeah. are like 25 to 35 years old. So at the 35, they're now they're buying at the grocery store like Chris does. You know, he doesn't drink out. He drinks at home, right? So 25-year-olds. Is they're, that true, Chris? They're yes. rent, yeah, okay. they're, He's yeah. very true. Yeah. They're renters, so they got to get out of the. They're looking, they're looking at each other every night. They got to get out and get some, some beer, but they don't know shit about beer. That's why something like a course that teaches the basics of like beer, you know, styles or what to look for in a beer and that kind of stuff would be great. Right, right, dude. That, you, you go to one of these bigger, like 
beverage places and there's a couple in town now and they're they're cool i don't know why like, i don't like to say names of just say <laughs> no one's gonna be sponsored like a yard support dog your local beverage or, place yeah. lazy dog like bedmo yeah. versus the oh, new um Total wine. Total wine. I like both of them. I like Total Wine because I don't have to park in that crappy parking lot at Bedmo. Oh, that Bedmo part of it. You get better yeah. prices at Total Wine, too. Yeah, and they have lots of coupons. And I'm yeah. through. Oh, yeah. yeah but <laughs> and I'm on the railing list, oh, wow. and I get my deals. But you know what? <laughs> looking, just to derail you, just looking at the bottle on dates at Total Wine, Bevmo has it better. Like, oh, okay. Total Wine has, has older beer. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, but cheaper, great but fresher. Wine. Point. I have to look check so, that out. So I was going in there the other day. We, we had a party for our are four-year-olds. Yeah, that's what you normally do. So I was buying a couple cases of beer. That total one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what a four-year-old drink. And I had the kids with me. I Shandies. let them pick their favorite beers. Sure. Um, <clears throat> I like the fish. But, but it was amazing watching people. You know, it, It's almost like people line up in front of the glass doors and they don't know what they're doing. You could tell. They're and, and they're looking around. And that's where you really realize the impact of all the brewery, like good name breweries being bought and what the distribution power really means. You hear this word distribution thrown out quite a bit when it comes to, you know, why the BA did their uh, definition of independent craft breweries. Mm -hmm. But then when you all of a sudden look at what's at eye level across the entire wall, literally seven or eight doors at, at Total Wine mm -hmm. was all Lagunitas. Oh, uh, yeah. No. You know, it was uh, <laughs> Pen Barrel, yeah. Goose, uh, you name it. Yeah. And, and if you wanted, like, I, I wanted some Sierra Nevada to have in the mix, yeah. you had to go to the bottom to get it. Wow. Uh, no, no, they demand a little more. So they, the next row up, they had some six packs. Um, but uh, you yeah, know, but I didn't see, like, any 21st Amendment cold air at all. No, no, that's all warm there. <laughs> yeah. Or you have to go in, like, a low life. Because they do have a sliding glass door that oh, right. go in and go in the back, and they do have a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Um, it's the watermelon wheat, so I'm not exactly going to get that, but sure. that's yeah. what they have. I've seen it back. Yeah. Um, and so it's just amazing to me. And, and I'm watching these guys, and once in a while you hear someone kind of talk to each other, and I don't want to butt in because I don't want them to know. You don't you want know. to be a butt in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always want to help people that are like lost in front of the beer aisle. I, just, I, I do, but yet I, I, I don't. I don't. Yeah. 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 At least I do never. a whole conversation. And, and that's yeah. where I want to just go have cards to just hand them and go well and that's great but like I, I guess my point of like the more you know does damage to you in the long run because i know a lot about craft beer and so i'll go out you're just bitter and jaded right i know there. but well that, but that's part of it is because a lot of these breweries are brewing styles they're brewing beers calling it a style but not a, but it's not that style and they're misleading the general public and they'll go yeah. oh, this is how a coal should taste no a coal should not be hoppy and it should not be fucking estuary what are you what are you doing right now or I mean, whatever like I mean, here, here's a pilsner with new hops and it's fermented at 65 degrees no that's not a pilsner stop it stop the, the so that's a disconnect the knowledge of the general consumer is yeah. just too low have an influence on beer, that, you know, to correct that brewery. But the right. beauty is now, what, what's the brewery count roughly? Like 1,500? Oh, God, it's I have no idea. 850 just in California, I heard this yeah. year. And, and so that that same person who, who gets that one hoppy Kolsch, you know, hopefully now has the odds of having another Kolsch 
that are closer to the proper style. And and yes, you're always going to have some people got into the industry to make money. And some people didn't, but then learned they had to learn how to make money somehow. (laughs) And and making things within style, quote unquote, in style, would would be a little bit boring. So I'll play your devil's advocate. Um, If everyone made everything exactly to style... This would be a pretty boring place. No, it'd be great. Yeah, it'd yeah, be yeah. so yeah. good. Yeah. And, yeah. And, you could and, go anywhere and have a good beer. But no, that's amazing. different. Wait, wait. Good beer and being within the exact style <laughs> guidelines are two totally different things. In, in my mind, it used to be different. It used to be there. There was a lot. Why more don't you move to a conservative style. state? I would. Where like they would to. Pro- I mean, Indiana. I'm pretty sure would do styles like right down the line. He's like, working. He's yeah. working on his memoirs. The man yeah. who knew right. too much. Yeah, yeah. you're <laughs> in the Bay Area. Like we're, we're liberal I know, and, here. And, I grew up in New York. Not so liberal. Yeah. Right. You're, you're, well, but, you're lucky. There's malt in this beer. But, but that's what I'm saying, right? Like but, uh, 10, 15 years ago, there were a lot more style, you know, within the target range, at least. Well, there was only like six styles. Sure, and, but then, <laughs> I'm fine with it. And then there were people who pushed the envelope. At some point, we had a good ratio of people pushing the envelope and people kind of be actually brewing styles of beer. Now, everyone has exploded into, I want to push the envelope. I'm going to brew with, you know, fucking Golden Grams or whatever. Right. Yeah. Oh, that'd be good. But like the 89th brewery to do that in your general location, that to me is boring because then everybody's doing it. So we've kind of flipped it over. I've got an idea. Now you should homebrew. And I not do. go out commercial <laughs> beer drinking. I do. I think I'm the only one who homebrews in the world now. It's just me. Oh, the, you're supporting me? Well, yeah. Solo. Well, thank you for going to more beer. I'll tell you what sucks. I do, I do go to more. But now it sucks. First of all, you need to get a, a, a shop in Pittsburgh because now I'm out in Oakley. Now I have to drive oh. 35 minutes to get to you, which sucks. Is that my fault you moved? In, in, give me 10 minutes and I can make it your fault. <laughs> um, but but what sucks about living out in East County is the beer selection is terrible. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. It's, I mean, Suddenly, you, all of a sudden, that, that graham cracker beer sounds good, doesn't it? Not, not <laughs> even, You're going to have to do homebrewing again. Yeah. I'm not even talking about, like... On the uh, uh, in the in the bars, I'm talking about just a go, a oh, grocery the store. store. Oh. Yeah, and and so I'm drinking, we have three different kinds of Bud Light. Right, <laughs> we got the lime one. Tons of Sierra Nevada, like which is fine. I never used to drink that before. I just it never hit with me. But anyway, tons of that and tons of 805. And I will be damned if I can find 805 that's younger than two months old. I can't fucking do it. I went to the Bevmo out there in Brentwood. I had I saw Pivo Pilsner bottled in month six. And I'm like, oh my god, I can't drink this. It's a, it's a long drive up Interstate so that, Five. It's a really popular Fuck. brand and everything. Yeah, and 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 I guess that's it's the problem with being over here, like in 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 this area. People are, <laughs> people are moving through the crap. Right. You might want to check out Negro Mandela yeah. there. I bet I, you it was brewed. I do here where people are. There were some in uh, bottled in August. Just so it's fresher. Yeah. Right. Know your but, audience. But even that, like cores out there. Um, any of the macro brews? Mm-hmm. I wonder what people drink. I would love to see the statistics of beer drinkers out there because it seems like all the beer that's on the shelf is easily two and a half months old minimum, no matter what brand. Maybe it you is. should oh, start surveying at it, the store. I think they'd like that. It probably is mostly Modelo and Coors Bud. Even the Modelo. Like I downloaded the the sheet, the the date code sheet. So now I've like deciphered the Modelo date code. You're that guy. You're the I'm first person yes, to ever download that's what's that wrong PDF. With me, dude. I'm, I have something wrong where. I you just, are broken. If I'm going to do the thing, I want to do it right. Do you touch every egg when you buy a, a <laughs> I don't do that. I, I laugh at people who Spin do that. I go, why, why are we doing this right now? <laughs> anyway, Christopher Graham. Uh, oh, by the way, Bev was wrong. Maytag was started by the founders of the Maytag Appliance Company. The so they did get into cheese. Yes. Sorry, Warren. And also, I haven't had any cheese today. 
Well, the milk not over. for the cheese initially came from a prize-winning herd of Holstein cattle that were established by E.H. Maytag, a son of the Maytag founder. So it's in the family. Bev, know your cheese, girl. Yeah. We need a cheese 101 segment. That would be good. That would be a good show. Cheese. Let's do a cheese show. Yeah, no craft, that's for sure. It's going to smell have, uh, so terrible Shea on in here. For that? What's that? Can you have Shay on for that? Oh, my God. I've t- I tried to get that guy in. He just doesn't, just not interested. Tell him you're doing a Duke special and he needs to come <laughs> on. He would be in here. Uh, let's talk about brewing like a baller, Chris Graham. I think we just did somehow. You're probably right. We're done. We're done <laughs> we with the show. It. We have Roll Natalie on in half an hour, so we'll just hang out and chit-chat. I'm, I'm okay with that, too. Now, how do we... Uh, let's pretend that... Uh, uh, money's no object. Money's no object. Yeah, pretend, yeah. We're, pretend so, we're not ballers. Tell us how to be we, one. Yeah, let's pretend we have three Teslas per per person in the household, and we just... Uh, do nothing so matters. the first thing you do is just go buy beer. Not as fruit like a baller. But in which own, Tesla? Own about 20 grand worth of equipment, but then just go buy beer. Baller number one. True that. <laughs> true that. I know a lot of guys at home brewed and then justified a kegerator with four taps. Pretty soon they got mm-hmm. out of the hobby with those four taps. All commercial. All commercial <laughs> yeah. beer. Yeah, like, I love those guys. Uh, <laughs> Life's a process <laughs> to a kegerator. Oh, God. Where do you start on brewing on the high end? I mean, the I yacht um, versus the... Well, there is, a, there is an economical version of the high end, probably, right? I mean, like the... I don't know, the Grandfather or whatever? Oh, the Grandfather or the one we even talked about, oh. the Robo Brewer, which the is Robo-Brew. the – I consider the Robo Brewer a knockoff of the Grandfather. So what, what is a Robo Brewer? I'm, I'm not clear. About 800 bucks. I mean, what does it do? Uh, <laughs> that's like a uh, – yeah, I feel I like I was like right. looking at a vaudeville act yeah. right there. Who's on first? An airplane? What's that? It's a thing that flies in the air, but that's not important right now. The Grandfather slash Robo Brewer, same concept. Same concept. Uh, they are a, um, I consider them a brew in the bag, but it's a metal bag. It's they the call them malt pipes. Oh. Um, oh. Baskets, same thing. Um, but then it's electric brew house after that. So you I do see. your mash, you pull the pipe out, you let the dr- liquid drain back into the vessel, rinse it a little bit, top up, oh, boil. Sparge. Oh, do you do a little sparge on them? You can. Okay. Um, you don't for consistency, to. you're probably better off just using more grain. Like, <clears throat> exactly. Grain Green's so relatively inexpensive yeah, relative right. to the rest of the process <laughs> and, and your time. I love, like, I'm going to save two pounds of grain and take five more hours. It's like, well, let's do the math. Yeah. Um, so that's an electric system. It's electric, and so it's one ten. Both of those are one ten, which is awesome. I mean, literally mm-hmm. under fifteen amps. So any plug in your house, uh, they'll run. So up. what? Would they, how long do they take to come to a boil? Um, you know, I, I did a couple brews, and it took me about six and a half hours total. So That's not, not bad. too bad. Not yeah, and, and the boil sure. wasn't as vigorous as I would have liked. Okay. I like a good vigorous boil. So propane's really been the only thing to like truly get me where I want to be. Um, yeah. Well, most of the rest of the world has 220. I'm sure they don't have a problem at all. But yes, but 220, you know, how many watts you right. know, or how many yeah. amps? Um, yeah. And they have the home version of 220, which is safer than 110, I've been told. I don't understand electricity and how it all works, but <laughs> <laughs> all right. it's magic. Yeah. It is kind of magic, yeah. I mean, in a way. Right. It just sits there until you use it. Instant access. Yeah. Um, but I, I've suddenly become a big fan of electric. And for of electricity. 
I fucking Turns love it. Turns out Nikolai, he knew what he was doing. Uh, electric brew houses. Uh, okay. And so what are the advantages of electric? In my, so we built the first big system electric, and mm-hmm. I brewed on a couple times now. And the best thing, and, and maybe it's because I have kids now, mm-hmm. it's dead quiet. Oh, I see. So There's sh- no roar of the propane tank yeah. the entire time. Sure. Yeah. And it's like, wow. And open flames that are kid height. Oh, I don't even brew at home with it. This is oh, just okay. at work where I can just sit. And oh, one you're silence. just valuing the silence. Yes, there's just not oh, okay. this loud hum going the whole time. Right. Uh-huh. Really nice is when I want to brew. Got his tail burned a few times. Sure. I, I'm going to brew on Wednesday. At work, of course. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to think like, oh, I wonder if I have propane. I yeah. don't have to go fill no, my tanks yeah. up. It's like, oh, no. Do regular, like Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the weekend, I can yeah. yeah. kind of get propane during the, the week. The downsides of brewing on electric is you're not portable. You're going to be oh, where yeah, you're, you're going to be. Cash, you're uh, ported. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, there's no real flexibility to it. It is slower, in my opinion, to get to the boil. You well, know? you get some nice propane burners. They could deliver a lot of... Oh, yeah. Exactly. You usually end up with so much excess BT. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to dry those things. Right. I think, I think that's the, the efficiency has something to be said for that. Like, I would rather take a little bit longer... To get to the boil and not be wasting a lot yeah, of the gas. Yeah, your kid's not born yeah. yet, is it? No, no. <laughs> it's like on the propane burner, you can see all the flames if, lapping around and right. all is going into the air. If, if you're worried about efficiency, right yeah. You're worried about efficiency? Brewing is not the right hobby for you. Yeah. Well, no, but within the realm of the context of the situation, Warren. <laughs> Okay. But yeah. certainly, propane, propane. That kind of thing is great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Get I mean, propane is <laughs> awesome because it is the same worldwide. Like, you know, a propane tank's a propane tank. Where electricity, we have different plugs, we have different uh, voltages Amperage. and amperages and, and all of that. Right. Natural gas varies um, all over the place. So, propane has its advantages in brewing outdoors, yeah, taking a, it with you. Yeah. But typically, you have to brew outdoors. Um, you know the excess yeah. carbon monoxide you're going to create and such. And well, it's it's advised. <laughs> it, it is advised. Yeah, and my yeah, lawyer but, said I had to say you have to. Yeah, yeah right, exactly, right. Yeah. What, As what, a homebrew what percentage of homebrew do you think is made in indoors on a kitchen uh, stove? On a kitchen stove, like yeah. an actual kitchen stove. Yeah. Yeah. The first three batches are probably always done that way, by and then the, and then the wives kick them out. I talked mm-hmm. a lot of because I talked to a lot of renters and stuff like that. And I think a lot of people freaking homebrew right in the apartments and stuff yeah. like that. They continue to do it full yeah. volume. Yeah, five gallon. Well, yeah, you do. Well, they do. Uh, yeah, five gallon full. Yeah, full wow. Because yeah. sometimes it's like at least now my home stove. I don't think uh, five gallons would take. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, like how much yeah. does it take to come to a boil? Yeah, I'm not sure it ever does. You know, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I used to span two burners in college, just yeah. hoping for them to lose <laughs> boil, and it never came. And I asked like everything. You got to be careful about leaks, right? Are you upstairs? Oh, yeah, we're on the third floor. Oh, God. Oh, oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, I always tell people if you're a renter, you can't homebrew. Don't even start. It's just going to be frustrating. You can, but you don't want to. And, and homebrewing is like one of these things I think nowadays you get into it because you like something about it. Right. You like a process. You, the do it yourself aspect. Exactly. And, and some, Making your own drug. I like that part. Yeah. You know, and it's some process of it that you find that you get a value out of. Yeah. Whether it's the, the process, the sharing, sure. the um, what, whatever it is. Awards. Or, or even one of the, the weird sub-hobbies of water chemistry, uh, welding. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. I never really, when I was homebrewing, I mean, the, the end result was fine, but I really liked 
just the process of, sure. of adjusting the valves and looking at the temperatures and having Stirring shit to pot. do and, and you know, adjusting flow and stuff like that. The kegging always sucked. You like that? Because you, you tend to I loved suck it. at it. No, I was great at it. Are you kidding me? No. Um, but, he would swear in our back room just the entire brew day. <laughs> well, look, I enjoyed. I, okay. that, that's that's how he sounds when he's happy. Oh, All that's right, the yeah. therapist. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, I didn't yeah. realize right. that was part of the. Yeah, you're going to reset. You're going to reset about a quarter million dollars worth of therapy, Chris. Let's just, let's just right. go on with the revisionist history, and 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 we're fine with it. Um, but now I I like the recipe formulation because I I have one of these machines. Cool. And that's yeah. why I enjoy that sure. and then tasting the after effects. I don't like ke- the packaging part and the kegging and the cleaning and all. I, I've always hated that shit. I can't fucking deal with it. That's what I need automated. And, and, and I, I agree with you. That's the part I hate the most, too, is, yeah. is the final parts of, of beer making isn't nearly as exciting to me as the brew day. The brew day is the hero day. It's, yeah. you know, everyone thinks that's what makes the beer. And, and right. once you do it enough, you start realizing, like, yeah, you can do anything you want in that part. Because if you screw up the the next two parts, you're, <laughs> you're screwed. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like I can stay sober for like six hours, and I can do that part really good. But you know, like, well, <laughs> yeah. stay sober for two weeks. Yeah, you get this fermentation. Yeah. Not gonna happen. Yeah. Did I tell you I have kids? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do. It. Okay. So the so the automatic uh, machines. That's definitely a way to go. Oh God, I don't know if that's the way to go. Well, it's but a way. To it's go. a way to go, yeah. and it's pretty mm-hmm. pimping. And there's you know so the advantages there are what like repeatability. Oh, the, let's talk automated like like fully automated um there's two in my mind that come to to mind the the zymatic Mm -hmm. and the brewery okay and the brewery is kind of late to the game but it's different yeah i saw them at uh, nhc it was cool they're they're um different in that they do the the one thing i always had a problem with zymatics for was the boil and i didn't Mm -hmm. like the recirculated boil that just bothered the but Jesus out of me, and I don't know why it does, but it does. Yeah, why? Like, have you been able to pin it down? Why? So, how many German brew houses well, or anything? <laughs> uh, that tradition. It's it is. Oh, weren't we just talking shit about Jason for wanting traditional beer, beer styles? Yeah. Oh, what yeah, an get, asshole! Get he with is. the times. Move yeah. to a conservative state. I, yeah. I like driving off all the DMS. I like driving <laughs> off things by a proper boil yeah. uh, that has a lot of evaporation going on. Yeah, and I like it all to be in one vessel. I just I think that's cool, and that's that. To okay. me, is the sole difference in differences between the two. There's a, probably a billion software differences, a billion other little differences. Okay. But you actually boil the whole thing right there. It, no, it's, it's got its own vessel. It's an open top vessel. You wash it, boil. You can add to it if you want to. Okay. So, so not all. And maybe that's the other part. Not only do you have four pods that you can pre-add your hops, you can actually just come in and add whatever you want in addition to it. So that, that's my my sole argument of one over the other. And it's also five gallons versus two and a half gallons. Okay, um, which more the merrier. When I'm going to do work, I want it all to be done. Right. Um, right. Yeah, when I went from uh, extra to all grain, I doubled my batch size because it was going to be more work. I was going to say, work, sometimes people quadruple it, you know, yeah, yeah, from sure. the, yeah. the standpoint of oh, once yeah. I'm going to take that extra work. It, yeah. it doesn't take much more time except cleaning kits. You get a buddy over, you can split that up and still have a lot of beer. Exactly. Yeah, guest brewers, sure. things like that. So yeah. so the fully automated brew houses, those two in, in mind, mm-hmm. those are pretty pimping. And, and I think really the, the great audiences, for those of us who loved brewing, but don't want to have the time, don't yeah. have the time, don't have the space 
Right. Those are pretty cool systems, uh, you know, um, and I should probably have one of those two at home, and I don't. Um, they're dope, dude. I like them. Yeah. And, I, like, Mike, I remember talking to you about it when you were working on the Tasty Project. Like, mm-hmm. try out that Pico brew because you hadn't at the time. Yeah. And even if you didn't even do the boil in it, like, just to have it run the, the mass schedule for mm-hmm. you because you're not going to probably match those numbers on your own no, on a so repeatable re- basis. So repeatable. I yeah. I, no, I, I recommend that. I talked about that. I have a, I did a talk on repeatability, and I mentioned that as a, as a way to make sure you know ensure that and those are relatively inexpensive those for, what, are, for what you're doing yeah, yeah man and, and do you like if i was to brew on those on a regular basis i'm not gonna walk away and be like yeah i'm a home brewer i'm gonna be like yeah i i made beer on it uh-huh. but it's a different feeling you know okay after a traditional we'll go back to traditional brew okay day, yeah i feel like you should have had to have macgyvered something throughout that day mm-hmm. you know that, that's part of a good day yeah, and you did a lot of that oh yeah for sure <laughs> um i fix, blame the equipment more than more than yeah. the operation yeah. fix sometimes that's half the fun right you know like presented with a problem no, overcoming a problem yeah. um and uh, when electricity goes out, these two little Internet of Things suck because yeah. um, they don't work anymore. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, so. But we don't live in Uganda. Like, the power doesn't go out all that often. <laughs> I, I do work in Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but No offense to Uganda. Uh, they're, they're angry now. They're going to boycott the show. Once yeah. their power comes back on, they'll download this <laughs> and be very upset. They'll be very mad. So, anyway, th- that that to me is like the height of. A different style of brewer, and one that I think is awesome in that you get to be connected to this hobby. Either mm-hmm. you had in the past or you wanted to be connected to, and, and something is stopping you from wanting to do it. A, if you wanted to do it, let's say, with a traditional three-vessel or two-vessel system. Well, just a mixture, which and, is not, you know, that's where people typically start. Sure. They don't start with an all-grain sure. nano system. It, it is amazing, though. I will say this from a standpoint of... Like even talking to brewers, seeing what the AHA is doing and their surveys, uh, all grain is becoming a much more common thing than I remember 15 years ago, 20 years ago. So uh, pretty much people are starting. Even with that. as a start. Um, I, I don't know how many truly start that way, but they at least report that way. Well, you, you're selling mm-hmm. uh, all grain and extract sure. kits. What's the ratio of sales, like just in general? Oh, to extract. Beats it out. Does. Uh, yeah, yeah, but we sell a lot of just grains, like ten pounders. And, so you don't know how many batches that. So I don't. I can't always compare them. Sure. But dollar time, sales are. A lot of times, people buy in the kit and then just keep the recipe and just order the ingredients because they're smart. Oh yeah, I wouldn't buy a kit unless I knew the ingredients in the kit. I would, no, I, no, but I'm saying then they don't buy the kit the next time. No, they no, right. the ingredients. Sure. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they, they, they say the recipe or whatever. Yeah. that's why you buy a kit. It's starting <clears> exactly. <throat> And we don't have a problem with that, but no. but we, we can't have a lot of kids. we can't compare the extract and the all grains as easily no, because of that. That's right. Yeah, um, data doesn't work. I get it. But I, I think that's like the 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 start of the, just the cool thing of brewing you can do nowadays, and you can get apps on your phone, and you can be notified oh, yeah. when things are here or there. And yeah. it's like, oh, that's that, that's pretty pimping. Some gadgetry. That, that's pretty mm-hmm. cool. There's some sizzle there, for sure. I, I'd say one of the, the cooler sizzles that are out there, as Mike just said, is the Easy Dens. I don't know if you guys I have seen that. this thing. What? Went, I saw the price, and they like, turned the other way. And ran. Yeah, of course. Like yeah. That's what we're supposed that's to what, do. That's what this is about, yeah. yeah. What it is an Easy Den? Yeah. Anton Parr 
makes professional lab equipment that you go to Sierra Nevada right? and you yeah. go up on the deck and they've got one per deck and these are $5,000 units mm. um, that'll show you your reading right there and it is dead accurate. I mean, it is awesome. Oh, yeah. And it's a, a proprietary technology that they own. And so they decided to make a homebrew version that you don't have a readout on the device. It, it's an app on your phone and it Bluetooths to your phone and gives you the readout Right there, and which right. I think is oh, kind nice. of cooler. What's showing you? Uh, gravity yeah. and uh, gravity, gravity, gravity and temperature. temperature. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then I, uh, yeah. Well, I, I looked at that and I thought, like, well, in terms of like home brewing, it seems like excessive. But oh, it's totally. If I was a commercial brewery, and I could adjust like temperature to control like a curve of for, like fermentation gravity, I could maybe like program it to match a curve. So every batch you made. Match the same fermentation curve. That'd be the dream. Wouldn't that be nice? I mean, that data is that's the data. That's how you get the data with Mm -hmm. low samples, quick reads. And so, what we're finding is so, you know, we have our our More Beer line and then we have our More Beer Pro line. And we finally, like, did the work and made More Beer Pro like truly a pro site. And we sell like way more of those to the people who aren't supposed to buy (laughs) them. So, hopefully, Austria is not listening to this. Because they're like, no, no, don't sell this to professional brewers. This is for home brewers only. Oh, no. Um, they don't care. They just want money. I mean, uh, no, so how much is this? Uh, 525 bucks. Oh, I was expecting worse. Yeah, I was expecting worse, but, too. But think about it. I mean, refractometers, like, 10 years ago were like, oh, you have a refractometer. Like, oh, yeah, sure, yeah. Equipment. And those were like $100. Easily. Yeah. And, and these are $500 to do the same yeah. thing, essentially. Yeah, um, I could break a lot of hydrometers. Yeah, for five hundred dollars. The other product, the uh, beer bug, I think is less than that too. It does beer, basically the same thing. Beer right? bug is I, I. They're one of the ones who came into the industry based off of the numbers. We worked with them quite a bit. We became their distributor for a while, uh-huh. and and they're one who had planned on all this money being in the industry. Uh-huh. So they've actually been bought and sold now. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, and, mm-hmm. and the new company, I think, will do a good job with it. So I, I haven't lost hope because I also have a lot of inventory of them. Um, so please buy them. But, <laughs> and, and they're like a live read. The, yeah. the biggest right. problem they did oh, yeah. was there was nothing else but a web live read. So if their server has oh, issues, right. you oh. have issues. Yeah. Um, as it's Wi-Fi to, to their server. And then you exactly. You couldn't Bluetooth or Wi-Fi to your device to get that. And so with the when they got in trouble, they paid their high-ups quite a bit of money um, for doing nothing, um, <laughs> as a lot of technology companies go. Yeah. Long story short, cool device, great device. And in fact, I always encourage them to make a professional one because that's exactly the market. If you could control your ferments oh, yeah. based off of real-time gravities without paying Siemens billions of whoa, dollars whoa, to get that, that yeah, That's a company, Jason. Oh, okay. right. Yes, no. it's not about- oh, so I shouldn't be adding that to the fermenter. <laughs> well, you, you can. Yeah. That's what makes a true Belgian wit. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I've uh, I've talked to the to the new owners of the beer bug Connor. I yes, think. Connor. Yeah, I think he's going to do censor share. They, they, yes, thank censor you. Share. I think they're going to do pretty good. I no, hope not so censor too. share. No, that's no. Uh, iDip. That's iDip. Oh, yeah. No, I, I forget. I I don't know. I forget. But, yeah, because um, they don't, they don't want to call the brew bug. Anymore. No, no, they're totally rebranding oh. because of these. I think because of a lot because of these of the issues, history. and they've done yeah. a lot of yeah. stuff. So, I, and he's. 
pumped about it too, cool. which is which is really cool. Like uh, you he know, he was the software company, right? That wrote the software for them. I don't even know. I think he's. I think they got sold. They got sold, and they got sold again. Oh, okay. So he's yeah. a new dude, and um, I think, as far as I know, I don't. know. I'm trying to get him on to talk about it, and Good. he's going to do it whenever he launches again, and just kind of because I think people care about. It. I liked the beer bug. I thought it was really cool. Oh. To, you know, to use. A, and there's a tweener product now called a tilt. A tilt? Yeah, tilt. Um, a tilt. Okay. Those are cool little products too. And that that that's the opposite. There's no web interface. It's all local. It's all Bluetooth to your phone. All right. Um and but you get your data there and it's about a hundred bucks as opposed to hundred and sixty bucks. So okay. it's a bit less. Yeah. But you don't get the cool features. I mean and it's smart. They don't have to build web servers that are keeping this data in line and keeping it mm. safe and I mean, who needs safety? You know, like, <laughs> no one else can know my profile. Original gravity. <laughs> right. How uh, dare you? Great concept, and it works off of a very simple principle: is as you know, as it floats, they make it to where it tilts, and mm. they just measure the degree of tilt. Oh, okay, and that's how they that you know you do that in a bunch of samples, and you get a curve sure, going. And, how can mm-hmm. you read it with like a like a high Krausen? It's it's just floating so in there. It's slow. not going to float right. up on the foam. It's right. just going to float in the liquid. So you have to wait until. No, no, it's Bluetoothing. It's it's sending. Oh, okay, signals. I got it. it. Go I got it. I got it. So it can go through barrels. You don't have to sit there and read the tilt and like. No, no, no. Have, it's not like a hydrometer. It sends you the data. So do you have to okay. give it an original gravity? I believe. It, when you put it, in, I believe so. To, I think it would have to, right? Yeah. Right. So you give it an OG, and then it does. Yes. I believe you're right. I believe you do have to give it that. Initial yeah, because you have to do the same with the beer bug yes. also, yeah. um, which would make sense because yeah. it, it's not going to know. It's yeah. not running a thing. It's just well, it's the also buoyancy, help calibrating. Right? It'll come close like a yeah. beer bug. I right. used it a few times. I'd calibrate it separately mm-hmm. and then put it in my wart, and it'd be really close to the hydrometer. Oh, okay. So, you know, I bet you the tilt's the same Probably way where it's close, thing. but you're going to get your best results if you, you use your easy dens. Right. Get your exact measurement. He's a professional. You have your servant do all this work for you. <laughs> oh, that's oh. true. Yeah, Put that's true. Things to do list. Yeah. yeah. Right. All right. What else can we do? So you know, the, and writing my my little cheat sheet down. This reminded yeah. me of the ultimate baller, uh, homebrewer, who's this guy in in New York. Um, the Jersey prison. One one of these finger lakes. You, you you got a few of them in northern, and, and one splits, and there's ten acres of uh, grapes and stuff growing right at the tip of this most famous one, Yucca or, or some Indian name. This guy owns it. And, and this guy owns it. I see. He, He's a money no object guy. He, he, well, and he started with nothing, and he bought. He was a pilot and bought one plane and started flying cargo with it, and then got his friend to do the same, and then got a friend to do the same. Now they fly for, cargo. Then they fly for FEMA, and that's how he makes well, his real money. Is oh, milking uh, the government. Okay. Got it. Got it. So long government story contractor. Short, Puerto Rico. This is the way this guy... So this is true balling. Calls me up, says, I've never brewed beer. I like Labatt's Blue Ribbon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want you to set me up. I w- money's no expense. I just want you to set me up, and then you're going to fly out and teach me how to brew. <laughs> Again, money's and money. then, uh, so I I do. It's a, yeah. like a fourteen page invoice of all these things that nobody ever needs. Um, we high fived that day. I think I think we did. Yeah. I think you were there. Uh, <laughs> oh, I was there. Uh, so I fly out. I brew with the guy. He didn't pay one bit of attention. 
really? he had one of his cooks watch me do it. Uh, and then, one of. One of. Yeah. And then has me fly back again for another event where, because he was having a team building exercise. Um, and he's like, yeah, I never did learn that first time. So I had me fly back again. Had a guy, one guy go to Pennsylvania who's hunting venison, brought those back. Another guy fly to um, Maine, bring lobsters in. And this guy's like, hey, guys, we're brewing beer today. Right. And I was basically a professional bitch brewing beer for him uh-huh. while uh-huh. he, like, smoked cigars, brought his friends around. They ate, like, venison. And I did, too. That was cool. But, All right. Well, that's good. You uh, gave the help some. But that's I'm nice. like, yeah. this is the ultimate the high-end brewer. He couldn't even tell you what he owns. Um, oh, yeah. No idea. About 25 grand worth of stuff. Um, and he wouldn't they have get a the money's no object thing for sure. Yeah. yeah. I think he's still using it? No. No, but maybe he never has used it. That cooked my spirit. Yeah. How'd the Labats turn out? It was terrible. Oh. Yeah, I'm like, you want me to make a clone for what? <laughs> yeah. I watched Strange Brew like three times just to get in the spirit of the right. <laughs> I think you have to. Yeah. I think you have oh, to. Uh, what else can we do on the high-end side? Oh, good there, Lord. So, great timing on asking to do this. So, Brew Your Own recently just did a large-scale homebrew systems comparison guide. Oh. Where Whoa. they compare. And you're going to read the nope. whole article <laughs> to us. <laughs> so, page word. one. Yeah. <laughs> but they do, I think it's like 16 different Jeez. systems. Wow, Who there are that have, many options now? I would never have thought there yeah, were that many options. Yeah, that's why I bring this up. Even a chart. Wow. wow. Check marks and like two page charts. Let me see that thing. It's, unless you're going to look at it. Right now. Yeah. And so wow. you, you got all kinds of systems w- were mentioned in there. Um, I hope so. Oh, yeah, I would hope so. Blickman SS has like a gorgeous uh, system, but it's 15 grand. Whoa. Um, <laughs> coming out. Psycho Brew's got some cool ones. Sabco Ruby. Psycho Street. Brew. Never yeah. heard of them. Spike. They're right uh, up your alley. Brumation. That's what I mean. Um, all kinds of companies I hadn't heard of. Uh, <laughs> I should know of right. are in there. Yeah, in your but, business. Remote controlled. Are you serious? Yeah, but all of a sudden, that's the one thing we're dinged for, huh? And, and Wi-Fi or Bluetooth enabled. Yes, I do not enable it. You're not it's, not it's not a part of the new touchscreen The system? new touchscreen might have an available upcoming companion app oh. there's no way i'm letting you turn on a burner from afar <laughs> right i'm just not going to lie come on yeah. well, not from there's afar thing, from the phone there's a thing called yeah. safety I, uh, I could be sitting right next to it <laughs> yeah yes yeah, so all right and then you I melt your kettle or whatever touch screen if you're sitting next to it <laughs> right. you just well <laughs> that is remote i guess right you're yes. touching a button it's yeah. fine well your system will it uh Fire up the strike water without you being there. You I'm the working on that. Uh, so we're that's building. Only automation I want to we're building electric now, oh. and that's the one I'll do that with because an open flame that turns on at four oh, in the morning scares me, but an electric element coming on at four in the morning doesn't bother I me. I did that much. myself. I had a, pilot, a standing pilot light. That yeah. And, and you know what? You build that yourself, and, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. anything happens, that'll be yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. yeah. And the yeah. next thing you know, you have the tub's fire running exactly. through all the plates. Speaking of the fires, uh, I'm going to interrupt you here for a second, uh, Chris, and we're going to get Natalie on the phone. Oh, cool. Uh, my lovely producer reminded me that it was time to do that. So uh, we're going to get Natalie on the phone from Russian River, and we're talking about the Sonoma Pride uh, oh, fundraiser awesome. that, they're, that they're doing up there to raise money for everybody. And uh, I'm really excited about this. You know, it's it's the one small way that we can give back uh, to the community is very much just information. That's what we do. We just uh, 
you know, deliver and disseminate information. Knowledge is power. No, knowledge is power. Uh, she probably doesn't recognize the phone. <laughs> That's what it is. Call her ID. Hell no. Well, because it's Please like... leave your message for... Johnny Lanta. Oh, that was the wrong number. That sounds like the wrong number, Beverly. Johnny Lanta, whoever Johnny Lanta is. Let me double check. Can we leave a no, voicemail? Yeah. Please do. My voice is my passport. Please verify. <laughs> Um, yeah, here, just read me the number. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Oh, do you want Vinny's? Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. Got, read you oh, my God, we got Natalie's. Uh, I got right here, 707. No, the right. Vinny's. Yeah. <laughs> 827. Here's Vinny's cell. That'll get to him. Right, yeah. Oh, Lord. Yeah, just message Why me listen to there. us? Just I ask will. him yourself. Right, yeah, just yeah, get it from the horse's mouth. <laughs> right. right here. I like that I couldn't spell Vinny's last name, so I just had to use the C. Nobody can. Oh, oh no, dude, I can't either. Nobody can. Chorizo, I think, is his last name. <laughs> I wish it it's was. Delicious. That's <laughs> definitely how I pronounce it. Bev, give me the number. It just sent it to you. What did I screw up? I don't know. Uh, you fucking moron. <laughs> There's no H Bev. in his phone number. <laughs> I dialed it. One eight seven. You, tra- you transposed the last the last two digits. Now here's the problem. Oh, Which time did you screw up? Oh. Was there more than one? I don't know. We're gonna find out. <laughs> Same guy's like okay, stop here we go. calling me. Right. She's probably like they're one minute late. Fuck these people. These amateurs. <clears throat> But it wouldn't be surprised if the caller you kind of... Because it throws everybody, because it doesn't come from, like, it doesn't say... I think Hello? it says a bunch of zeros. Hey, too. Natalie, this is Jason from the Brewing Network. Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you doing? Good, I'm going to put you guys on speakerphone. i got Vinny here and oh, our cat growler. Nice. Yeah. How are you doing? Oh, we're doing well, we're doing well. How are you guys doing up there? We're doing good. We're a little tired, so excuse us for... You know, I'm a little tired, but, <laughs> but we're doing fine. Yeah, no. we're, we're better than a lot of people up here. There's sure. there's a lot of emotion and uh, a lot of sadness, sadness, and yeah, it's uh, an interesting time up here. Yeah, I bet. And, and then, we, oh, sorry, go ahead, Vinny. I would say we haven't lost anything, you know, directly, and uh, it's uh, sad. But we haven't lost anything directly, but it's. It's still very emotional. It's affecting uh, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I, guy, I, guy, delivering, guy delivering bulk CO2 today to the production brewery. It was his first day back. And he, uh, I, I said, well, how, how, how are you? And he goes, well, I'm, I'm just emotionally spent. But, you know, I spent the last week protecting my family's property. And, you know, they were putting out fires on their property. And, you know, Cal Fire told them to go. But at the same time, like, if we would have left, we probably would have lost our, our, you know, my house, my mom's house, my sister's, and whatever. Right. It was just like, oh, my God. Yeah, you just keep hearing these stories over and over again. And, uh, you know, like the guy that delivers our uh, our, our paper products for the pub, Trini from Sackville, he came in on, um, it was like Friday. Yeah. Friday was the first day I saw him back. And uh, he comes in, he's in his sweats and a T-shirt. And I was like, oh. You know, and sure enough, he and his wife, they lost their house in Coffee Park and, um, you know, just gave him a bunch of clothes and 
Yeah, everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's that's rough, you know, and and I, we won't take too much of your time because you know I understand that you guys are are having a lot of stuff to do, but I do want to talk about uh, the fundraising you guys are doing. But you know, even being down here in the Bay Area, um, sixty, a hundred miles or so from what's going on, it's it is it is very much we still feel very part of the community, um, and there's a lot of fundraising going on down here. A lot of people are sending up clothes and and food and water and all that kind of stuff, and we're you know donating like crazy um all the money that that we can that we can send up there because it's very much uh i I don't know i read this this news article where there's so much uh outpouring of 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 gifts and and donations and clothes and food that some shelters are saying you just stop thank you very much we're we're full just start donating money because that's what we're going to be needing moving forward to help these people rebuild is, is actual just cash yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, everybody's been so incredibly generous. Um, but the, the shelters and, and the donation centers and everything are like, enough is enough already. We have uh, crying <laughs> uncle, if you will. But uh, certainly money is, is what we're going to need. We have gift cards. Is gift what cards, oh, really? cards and cash. Yeah. A good, a great idea. Um, you know, if someone wants to do something, you're like, man, you know, I'm a little short on money, but I want to do something. Our uh, one of our employees had an idea. So, you know, we've got a group of company credit cards that we all use. And, and we had like 400, 500,000 points on them or whatever. And we converted them into $50, like $80, $50 gift cards and, uh, as Target cards. That's what that's what people need. They they yeah. need, you know, like uh, our, our electrician for the new brewery. So, I mean, get this. Our electrician for the new brewery loses his house. His parents lose their house. Mm. The engineer for the wastewater treatment plant for the new brewery loses his house. Oh, the guy that's doing the security for the new brewery loses his house. Mm. The supplier of, like, the stone and brick for the yeah, new brewery loses his house. Wow. I mean, it just goes on and on. We had, we had, you know, employees lose their place. Employees' family, our, our GM at the pub, his family lost three houses just in a family. And that's not the only time I've heard that. It's... It's it's crazy, but, um, but they don't even have like clean underwear, you know. <laughs> they, so they, have they 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 just want to be able to like go to J.C. Penney's or Target or yeah, Kohl's or Walmart or whatever, and just buy some socks, a T-shirt. Our our electrician told us a story yesterday. He swung through the pub <laughs> to grab a pizza, and he was like. Yeah, someone gave me a bag of clothes, and it, you know, I really appreciate it. But by the time I got through it and found like one or two T-shirts that fit me, now I have two bags of clothes that I need <laughs> to give away. Yeah, and he doesn't have a house, right? And that's yeah. And then yeah. that's kind of the, the the problem. And I would imagine that going through that trauma, I mean, is life changing enough, right? And and hard enough to come back and and bounce back from. But uh, the 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 underlying issues of how do I dress? And and going and digging yep. through someone's clothes, someone's old clothes, to find stuff that doesn't fit, it, it's it's almost like you're rummaging. Maybe that's how I would feel, and I would feel like it'd be harder to to come back from that trauma a little bit, rather than here's money to get things that you actually will wear and that fit you. Right, and I think it really comes down to pride and dignity. You know, yeah. a lot of people are really they're kind of proud and they they don't want to take handouts and. Um, you know, they're just, they're just, they're like just going to the store and putting things on their credit cards. And, you know, fortunately, the insurance companies have been here just handing out $20,000 checks to people at least to get them started. But wow. what about the family who, this is a true story, hangs out at our pub, 
<laughs> regular customer, super sweet family, lose everything on Monday morning. They're renters, and they don't have renters insurance. Oh, oh. they lost it. Oh. Have help. They get yeah. nothing. And so that's those are the people that we want to help with our fundraiser, with the Sonoma Pride fundraiser, because those are the people we're looking for. But they just they have absolutely nothing. Yeah, let's let's talk about another another, uh, another thing that came up yesterday. Again, from Steve, our electrician, and uh, came in. I, I have an old friend from Southern California who was up here working for Cal Fire, bulldozing and stuff, heavy equipment operator. And I was there having a beer, and our electrician Steve came in, and I said, "Oh, what you know?" He came in for pizza. What else did you do? And he's like, "Yeah, I went to J.C. Penney, got a few things." And he goes, "I just went and got a haircut, <laughs> like something as simple as that." I didn't even think about that. You know, yeah. something like just want to feel like clean and normal. Human and being again. So, you know, gets gets me thinking like to go down the street to the haircut place that, you know, probably all of your listeners have that have been the Planet of the Younger have stood in front of for hours <laughs> during Planet of the Younger release. Yeah. Super cuts and go down and buy some gift cards and take those in as as well. You know? yeah, so or, it, or like just you know I, I would, rent out a couple I would of. Have the, sorry, go ahead. No, that was you go ahead. Oh, oh I good. was going to say like or like rent out a couple of the the. Well, what are the super cuts people call them? Like super stylists or whatever. I don't know. And like go to the shelters and be like, here. Give haircuts. Yeah, there you go. Give haircuts to everybody. It's something, and it's something because you're right. It's something as easy as that just makes you feel a little bit more. Uh, it just it's trauma recovery, right? It's like basic trauma uh, recovery, and that's that's what people that's what people need. It's, that's what they, you know. One of the one of the hot commodities right now is a, a warm shower. <laughs> oh wow! Just to the Everybody in the evacuation centers, I think, may have access to showers, but because power was out in so much of our community, even if people were home, oh, and then TG&E came around and shut off gas. So a lot of people were evacuated oh, wow. to uh, members or friends, and they may have had power, but they didn't have gas. And so everybody's taking cold showers. Oh. Um, and even even those people that didn't lose their house. Yeah, right. it was like you know we we know of a family that had at one point um, between between the the three siblings and their spouses that lost their homes. Our general manager and his wife and their parents. There was like and a bunch of there was grandkids and there was pets and there was like nineteen people in this house at one point. Oh, they had a couple of uh, they had a couple of brandy units, and they'd be like a unit over the garage or whatever. But they didn't have gas, and so all these people were taking cold showers, which is not very enticing. No, you know, not at all. That's, that doesn't help anybody on a good day. No. <laughs> no. Well, let, let's talk uh, a little bit about the Sonoma Pride uh, fundraising and the King Ridge Foundation. Uh, if you guys just would would let our listeners know a little bit about about this kind of uh, this this foundation, what you guys are doing to to help everybody in your community. Yeah, so a little little background. A, a couple of few years ago, um, Natalie and I had this idea to create this kind of secondary brand under behind Russian River the name with the name Sonoma Pride, just kind of based on the premise of, like, celebrating all the greatness that Sonoma County is. You know, it's one of the most beautiful places to be, and whether you live here or visit, and, you know, just celebrate all the great things we have here, beer, wine, 
you know, spirits, chocolate, chicken, turkey, vinegar, olive oil, you know, you name it. Like the coast, the beautiful coast out in Bodega Bay. And, yeah. you know, just, they go on and on and on. And and, and so we, we brewed two beers under the label uh, for the last couple few years, the Moss and Down Hour. And interestingly, both, so both names have to do with the, the beer the, the hop industry back here, you know, in this area 50, 50 or so, 60 years ago. And, you know, inter- interestingly, uh, down hour references the old hop picker that, um, the, or the original hop picker that was invented here in Santa Rosa and by this gentleman by the name of Florian down hour and the building that he built the first ever hop picker in America in, is on the other side of the freeway from the pub on on Fifth Street and right across the street from this little English pub Toad in the Hole. And uh, the company that's in it now is Bike Monkey and Carlos Perez that has Bike Monkey and helps put on the um, Grand Fondo, the, the Grand Fondo the, which is a fundraiser cycling event. Um, he he heads up the the nonprofit that we're working with. And so it's this really weird connection that he's in the original, oh, wow. you know, down hour building now. So where the harvesting machine was invented. Literally was invented. That's now cool. we're connected through this Sonoma hmm. Pride fundraiser. Yeah. How weird is that? So I love it. So so when when the fire started a week ago, you know, a day or two in, once we kind of came up for air, I, I said to Natalie, I said, you know, we should really like leverage that Sonoma Pride name and see see what we can do with the beer industry, and uh, we kind of ran with it. Great gesture. So yeah. the, the you know the first the first thing was just simple uh, donations, and then you know uh, another obvious was you know what's what's a huge draw to the area for beer enthusiasts, and that's Pliny the Younger, which is coming up so so natalie and i said well you know something we would never do but if there was ever a time to do it this is it and that would be to offer line cutting privileges for finding the younger so we so we set the the raffle price at 25 dollars a ticket you know we we didn't want to make it too expensive to where you know someone couldn't afford it but also you know, the average person that's in the beer is like, yeah, $25. I get a chance to, you know, line cut with a, you know, for myself and a friend. And then, uh, and then the third thing is the, is brewing a beer. So we're, we have right at this point about three dozen breweries signed wow. up to make, you know, their version or whatever they want, um, whatever beer they want, um, using the Sonoma Pride name, or maybe they have their own name, which is fine. Uh, and they're all contributing the proceeds from their, you know, beer to the um, nonprofit. And um, so it's it's pretty cool. It's SonomaPride.com. So we, we, we converted the website to a um, fundraiser and working with the King Ridge Foundation. So I'm, I'm looking at it right now, and it's $123,866 that we've raised in about – Four days. Wow! So it's gone. It's gone really good, and that's just with people donating and buying, 
you know, raffle okay. raffle tickets. So we're basically not even the beer. Yet. Yeah, it's not even the beer yet. <laughs> <laughs> what what I love what is going to be huge. I think. What what I love about the raffle. Yeah, is that, yeah. is we, that just, we just brewed our beer yesterday, yeah, I saw a um, and and there's there's about you know like I said three dozen other breweries that are all starting to brew a beer this week, and and they're not just breweries in Sonoma County; they're all over the United States. I mean, everything from you know Boston beer, oh, wow. you know, doing stuff to you know regional breweries, and you know the Bay Area Fieldworks is doing something, and. Sonoma County, almost every brewery, you know, Fog Belt, Third Street, uh, Moonlight, uh, you know, Cooperage, Seismic, Barry Public's doing a ton of stuff. They were the first, you know, we we talked to Rich and he's just like, we we need to do something. And and we were like, yeah, we have this this idea. And he just jumped on board and, you know, Hen House and Plow and, um, yeah, and that's, you know, yeah, Cryptid Goat, and I, I just got a text from Jeremy at Lagunitas, oh. like, what can I do? What can we do? Oh, that's so, cool, man. But, oh. it, but it goes beyond that, too. You know, like I said, breweries from, from outside the area, um, Arizona Wilderness, those guys have, like, such this love for Sonoma County, oh. and 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 Jonathan's been texting me, like, every day, like, oh, my God, the numbers are... <laughs> 60,000. It's at 80,000. It's, it's at 100,000. It's crazy. I mean, it, even before the, like before the show, I was looking at the site and I hadn't refreshed it. So when you said the 123,866, I'm like Vinny's lost his damn mind. He does. And then I hit I hit I hit refresh. Not only it went up $1,000, but there were so many more participating breweries on the website and it's it it does feel like it's it's becoming a movement. And I think it's I think it's great. And what I love about the line cutting ticket is that so many people come for Planet of the Younger outside of the area. So you're getting people who maybe don't even live in Northern California or California at all. And they come and make a vacation out of it to come to your place to come to Planet of the Elder. But now they're able to donate and help the place that they come and, and I don't want to say party at, but, you know, vacation at and enjoy and, and, and become a beer tourist. And I think that's a cool way to kind of tie everybody in and you make it more of a less of a, a local or a state issue and you make it more just a community thing I, I i really appreciate that so we're yes it's 14 line cutting privileges so one each wow. day for two people each day so you know we'll we're, we're going to draw 14 uh names over and then three over three days and and those those uh people will get to pick someone else or it's transferable yeah, so be, say somebody can't show up and you know, they're just like, oh, you know, it turns out I can't come. They can transfer it, they can say. But my cool. brother, blah, 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 and his wife or whatever are going to come. It's so I love trans- those people. And I, I have, or a gift. It would be a lovely Christmas gift. Yeah, I, had, I had somebody uh, in the pub say, if I win, I'm giving my line cutting privileges to a local first responder. Yeah. And I was like, that is really cool. You're going to start making me choke up, Vinny. Army, um, of, army of people here. You know, people here fighting Vinny, the fire. Vinny and I had a beer yesterday with a friend of his from high school who's up here. He's uh, he works for Cal Fire, and he came up with heavy equipment to uh, to uh, you know put lines over in uh, in uh, Napa. And then today, I was in the pub. Um, I had an interview or something, and uh, went up talked to the guys from San Diego, firefighters from San Diego, and. They happen to be from Julian, which is my hometown. Oh, nice. And uh, the fire station in Julian is right across the street from the high school where I went. It was just, I don't know, it's been really heartwarming to see all of these people from 
from all over the place um, here just in our community trying to help us um, get through this catastrophe. It's been, been pretty amazing. I heard, I heard someone say, you don't know how strong you can be until it is your only option. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and that was someone had called into the local radio station KSRO, which has done an amazing job, and and said that I don't know who this person was if they had lost their place or whatever, but it was I I, I wrote it down and because uh, I I thought it was really poignant and you know people people you see you know natural disasters on TV and and tragedies and whatever that may be in you. You hear people say, oh, my God, the community has really come together. But, like, honestly, until you've actually, like, lived through it, and, again, I mean, Natalie and I didn't lose anything, but through our pub just being this gathering spot, we've it, it's sure. been really emotional and really affected us. And yeah. it really, it's really true. Like, the community does come together. I mean, just the fact that um, our, our friend Melissa from the Good Hop came up yesterday yeah, with a with a literally a, a 26 foot truck 26 <laughs> foot truck full of stuff wow they they thought that that it would just be like you know a car and then two cars and they're like <laughs> uh we need to rent a a, 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 a van or u-haul whatever and, and bring it up and like i mean to the point it's become so communal be, between the whole bay area that you know the they 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 are they're saying like we don't need anything now we literally just need gift cards. I saw this I saw this gal leaving the parking lot of the pub yesterday. Yeah, and it was packed of toilet paper and and I'm thinking to myself, geez, I better get to uh, CVS and get some toilet paper. <laughs> Make sure I run out. Take <laughs> Costco before they run out. You know, <laughs> I mean, but that that's how it's been. And like you said earlier, you know, even down. You know, in the East Bay and San Francisco, it, it affects everyone. And and just just you know, Melissa coming up yesterday and telling that story was was very sweet. And then just the stories that that the locals have told us, you know, in the pub, and it's it's been really emotional for our staff. And and Natalie and I just couldn't be more proud of of all of our staff for just being there for the for the community and. Uh, it's it's really heartwarming and just extremely sad and tragic at the same time. And like the only the word that just keeps coming to my mind is just surreal. The whole thing yeah. is, is surreal to be here through this. So I mean, we're we're fortunate that the pub has been this kind of gathering spot. But but man, you know, someone that's lost everything, I I can't imagine even to think what that's like. No, uh, no, it's 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 tragic beyond uh, beyond words, man. And but it sounds like the community that you guys have helped build. I mean, you know, up there has been uh, has been really strong, and 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 just even civically, right beyond the beer. Um, so uh, and and thanks for for putting this together. I mean, you guys are raising a ton of money, and you're not done yet. Um, so I've got a long yeah. way to go, and, yeah. and you're helping because I know, like when we were down in Australia with you guys, we, we learned that. Casey was bigger in Australia than me. <laughs> so I'm hoping that all, all Casey's fans down in Australia, I'm giving you a big shout-out. <laughs> well, people down there have a lot of sunstroke, so 
Yeah, it's and I want you to down. enter to win line cutting privileges for Pine is the Younger the first two weeks of February 2018. Yeah. Sonoma <laughs> Vinny, Natalie, thank you very much for taking time out of your day or your evening and uh, to sit here with yeah. us for a little bit. I appreciate it. Yeah, I really appreciate yeah. your time, well, look, you guys. Look forward to coming in in person sometime oh, yeah. soon. <laughs> yeah, please do. we got a lot of questions. <laughs> We're saving them up. Yeah. All right, cool. All right. Thanks. Take Bye, care. Guys. Thanks for having me. Bye. Cool. Very cool. I mean, it sucks, but it's cool at the same time, right? It's cool to see beer at, like, kind of the center focal point of, like, recovery. Well, a pub being a pub. Yeah. Yeah, That's what pubs used to be, the gathering place where people would go work shit out. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, we're is not that like th- a beer hall in Germany, or is that like? <laughs> well, yeah, less productive. Pubs might have been more productive than beer halls. <laughs> well, that's true. Uh, I'm going to call our friend Shady Steve here real fast uh, to talk a little bit more about fundraising efforts going on in Santa Rosa. Steve, are you there, my friend? Uh, it's not coming through. Hold on one second. Oh, my God. Oh, it's a shady connection. Yeah, well, he, if, you know, he probably yeah, yeah, like, yeah, the knockoff. Right. He's probably got a wire running to his neighbor's house. <laughs> That's what I happens when you, when you steal Wi-Fi. All right. Yeah. Okay, I'm here. I'm here. Steve. Yo. How you doing, buddy? Good, man. How you guys holding up? We're doing all right. We're doing all right. Definitely not as, uh, as affected as you all are up there, but, uh, you know. We're, uh, we're, yeah. we're, we're keeping I, I track. I it got pretty, pretty horribly smoky and everything down there, but, it, you know. Yeah, <laughs> if you guys could stop that. Too, too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, our, ki- our kids yeah. did have yeah, to stay home we're from working school. On it, all right? We suffered <laughs> Yeah, you know, it, yeah. I, I, I caught myself flipping one time. I was like, man, it's just, it's so annoying because even out in Oakley, uh, it wasn't, I mean, the, the air was was bad right but in the house it kind of got a little smoky it's like god that sucks and then i had to stop and check myself like imagine imagine being there being in san rosa being in napa being near the fires and losing everything like just chill the fuck out for a second and it was uh it was yeah it's it's a weird it's a weird time for for i think for me not being up there Right and involved in it, but still kind of being uh, uh, affected as we are down here, just being part of the community. It's uh, it's been a trip in a bad way. You know what I mean? Are you there? Did I lose you? Oh, I lost him. Bad connection. Okay, for a second there, I thought I totally fucking okay. told him. I was <laughs> yeah, like, right. No, I'm trying to like Uh-oh. be cool. Yeah, he, 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 he hung not, up on you. Yeah, he's like, fuck. I Steve was going to say, good point. Yeah. yeah. Or like, yeah, you know what, yeah, Jason, that. that's a very good point, and mm-hmm. I think you're very handsome. Well, and Yeah. It um, shows a lot of growth. <laughs> yeah, it really does. You're normal. I didn't know. Yeah. Are you there? Okay, yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. No, no, you sound a lot better. reception is still spotty in places, so. Yeah. Anyhow. Well, do me yeah, a favor, man. No. I won't repeat my yeah. my awesome commentary, which what I'm sure would pull on your heartstrings. Um, but instead, mm-hmm. let's talk about uh, the community up there and uh, what you guys are doing to help out. We, we I see a lot of stories about the wineries and shit like that, but how's the beer community coming together here? Um, overall, from what I've seen, beer community is is being really strong, just like pretty much everything else. You know, I think, um, I was just listening a little bit to Vinny and Natalie talk, like the outpouring we have seen is just amazing. I, you know, it's, it's unbelievable how, how much is happening and, and donations are being turned away. So much is happening. Uh, your community is killing it. It's kicking ass. You know, everybody I've talked to is figuring out how to make something, how to blend something, how to 
get something out there. Most places with tap rooms are, you know, making sure they're donating a certain percentage towards stuff. So it's it's been it's been touching. You know, this has been so just incredibly devastating to everybody here and seeing that is just like it's really, really nice to see. How close did, did yeah. those fires get to to downtown Santa Rosa where you are? You're on First Street, right, in Santa Rosa? So, yeah, my my location is on First Street, so the location itself was fine. Um, I live in Recon Valley, which is right in the line of it. Oh, wow. So I, I, had, I had to evacuate at, you know, 2 or 3 in the morning after, you know, a brutal bottling day. So, you know, I was all excited, like, yeah, I'm going to go home and sleep and you know, get a night of sleep in my bed and take it easy. And a few hours later, just, I got frantic phone calls from friends. Just like, get the fuck out. You need to go now. And you know, you're, you're beat tired and passed out and, and you look out the window and it's like, Oh great. There's two orange walls coming at me. So I guess I need to go now. It was, yeah, it was fucking, um, yeah. uh, Just something you've never thought you would see. You yeah, know. absolutely. Um, but uh, up until so the last two nights, I finally had power and water at my house. So I haven't been, you know, I didn't get a shower or a hot meal for five days, just running around trying to help people out, do whatever, and was sleeping at my barrel house. Um, so, but this location is fine. My building's, you know, cinder block and concrete. So yeah. I wasn't too worried about it as compared to, you know, anywhere further outside of town. But still, you know, I'm just on edge the whole time, worried about friends, neighbors' houses, and just, you know, you're just doing whatever you, the hell you can. Is there still that sense of like, um, uh, something can happen at any minute. I know there were a lot of people who didn't even get the call to evacuate. They just saw yeah. what was happening. No. Or, or, or like you said, their friends yeah. and neighbors no. were telling them. So uh, as opposed to no. coming from any sort of official capacity, are people still well, on that, that was That was part of the problem uh, was that there was, you know, there was this whole, like, text alert system yeah. that didn't work. So a lot of people didn't get that call for the first big huge thing um friends in the brewing industry uh greg cole over at uh fog belt he didn't get the alert and someone called him and he grabbed a few things and walked outside to go to his car and his front yard was on fire wow you know yeah and yeah and i i didn't know either it was just people calling me and i i lucked out my neighborhood just barely escaped something horrible but that wasn't the case for many, many other people. I mean, how, so, yeah, how yeah, many people was, were in that same position as you were that were dead asleep? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, absolutely. What, you know, I know we've lost some people up there, not as many as it as it could have been, considering the amount of houses and and buildings that w- yeah. were down. But like, thank God, man. Uh, yeah, it could have been worse. I'm I'm glad your friends cared about you to call you, Steve. Yeah, and that you're a light sleeper. Likewise, yeah, and that you're a light sleeper. And that's been what's that? And that you're a light sleeper. Warren said. Barely, man. I mean, that was my thing. I, you know, it's it's still me on my own here. So yeah. prepping for bottling day, when I'm bottling five different batches, you know, in bulk batches like this, it had been three or four days of already working nonstop and being here. So Sunday was like that that thing I was looking forward to. Oh, my God, I'm going to go home. I'm going to sleep in my bed. I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to relax, all that shit. Nope. <laughs> that all went out the door that night. Yeah, you know, I offer to, like, help on bottling day because you have people help you every once in a while, but it sounds like too much work. Like, you have too much to do. You don't have enough help for me to come in and help. Right. Yeah, I'm working on that. I'm trying to figure out extra jobs just to bring you up here for. <laughs> I'm sure you, you know, are. So we'll I'm figure sure. that out. Well, no, that's not what he's looking for. <laughs> I'm sure that's I'm sure that's kept you up at night. 
<laughs> yeah, it definitely does. Um, no, but but seriously, it's it's the the anxiety of it too because yeah, you know we 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 were worried about the winds for many days. You know, like yeah, the first night was fucking crazy, just in insane stuff. You know, you just evacuating and just trying to remember whatever friends you think are in this neighborhood, but you're not getting accurate news of what's exactly going on. So you're just you know, you're just frantically texting everybody you know at three in the morning, just being like, oh God, are you okay? Are you okay? Here's, come stay at the barrel house, whatever. Yeah. And uh, trying to do that. But but then, you know, the next few days after that was there's all these wind forecasts for things to get crazy again. And, you know, we just kind of felt like, at least for me and a, a lot of my friends, um, we were all just kind of feeling like, all right, that doesn't mean we're out of the woods yet. You know, it could it could pick up and winds could shift and we could all just have to be running again. Um, some very dear friends of mine had to evacuate three times. God. First time losing their house, they went to their sister's house, had to evacuate, went to another house, had to evacuate, you know, and this is, yeah, it's it's been really, really intense. That's crazy, man. That's, uh, yeah, we have friends in Fairfield yeah. who were, who were, in that same sort of position where we don't know if we have to evacuate. They could see the fires coming mm-hmm. over the hill, but uh, it, mm-hmm. it turns out everything, but the winds died down just enough, you know, so, but, but there was and, definitely yeah, like, I and, don't know if we're going to have to leave. That's, that's, that's pure luck. The firefighter friends I know, they're just like, it was the perfect storm, you yeah. know, of everything going wrong at exactly the worst time. And everything just, the wind was crazy and just everything exploded. It's, you know, we live in a tinderbox, you yeah. know what I mean? It, it really is. We had all these, you know, wonderful rains and everything last season, but that meant there was all this stuff on the ground that dried out and was a whole bunch of fuel just ready to go. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, it's that's crazy. But it sounds like uh, from what I've read, the fires are are being contained uh, somewhat, definitely yeah. not as fast as anybody wants. But uh, but it's happening. So you know, everyone's up there is uh, yeah, is there's, getting there's been a pretty big sigh of relief, at least for Santa Rosa. Um, you know, it, it's. It's just, things feel a lot better now, but yeah. when things first started calming down for here, then everybody's like, great, now it's in Calistoga, now it's in Sonoma, Kenwood, Glen Ellen, um, all over, you know, southern Sonoma County. It was northern Sonoma County in Geyserville. So, yeah, we, you know, the, those of us who didn't lose our houses, the lucky few, it seems like, you know, I think there was 2,800 homes destroyed in Santa Rosa or something like that. Wow. You know, then we have to worry about all our friends in other places in the county yeah you know it just it just kept coming it was all these separate fires that were lumping together and just burning wherever the hell the wind took them so, wherever they want yeah it's 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 been it's been intense and we've just you know i've just been ready and barely sleeping just at a moment's notice to go somewhere and help somebody do god knows what at a, at a, at a drop of a hat so that's crazy well, the reason we're yeah, talking to yeah, you um, is because I saw on yeah. your post on your Facebook page on mm-hmm. Friday um, mm-hmm. just what you're doing to help everybody, right. support everybody. So I want you to, to kind of just so, fill us in on that a little bit. Yeah, so there's a few things. Um, you know, for starters, uh, you know, all these shelters are, are being Turn, or turning away donations. There's only only uh, so many bars of, of deodorant that people can take because <laughs> right. they don't have a home to take them to. Right. You know, and and really, what's needed more than anything is cash. You know, uh, plain and simple, and and that's that's what's going to keep Sonoma County, uh, keep people here and stuff like that. So, 
right now, um, at least I know what, what I'm doing is I've, I've taken the last of my kind of big, crazy IPA-style hops, um, and I've just hopped as, dry hopped as many sours as I could, barrels. And so I'm going to be kegging all of that up and trying to get that out there as far as I can. That's all going to be 100% um, towards, towards um, relief, as well as I'm releasing my Cellar Wizard series, which is the Fruited Sour series, stuff like that. So that's going out there, too. And that those are a hundred percent. And I mean that's yeah, all a hundred percent. And that's, no, that's, cool. that's just what I can think of right now. You know, like well, this it, isn't this isn't something that's going to be done in a week. You know, no, people are. You know, it, it's going to take two years for people to get their homes rebuilt, and you know, the the people that lucked out and didn't lose their homes probably might have lost their jobs or or things like that. So. Well, and uh, but what about? I mean, how around. are you going to survive? How are you going right, to survive yeah. if you're giving away all your profits? Uh, not even pro- just all the proceeds. How how are you? You know. What are you doing? Um, it's, it's, Your heart it's is not big. all. It's a chunk. I'm okay. not open. You know, the tap room isn't open yet, stuff okay. like that. So I'm just trying to, to, to pitch where I can and do what I can. And yeah. I, I, think, uh, I think I'll think i be able to survive with all of this because, you know, these are also people that are potentially going to be my customers as well, you know. Right. So it's, it's not to sound self-serving in any no, way no. like that, but it's like we need to keep people here, man, because – People lose their house and their job and stuff like that. What what is the point of them trying to stay in Sonoma County where the rent is already you know something crazy? Right. Well, exactly. it's the so same thing. We, we need to keep people here. Yeah, it's the same thing that happened like in uh, New Orleans, right? In Katrina, with Katrina, where people yeah. would they would split, they got bust out or just left on their own, and then they didn't have anything to come back to. So, and they right. can't afford to come back. Was part of that problem right. too. So you're absolutely right. right. I mean, keeping people in town to help rebuild. Well, I, I right. think is is important, especially with the sense of community that you guys have seem to have up there. Absolutely, yeah. And and, and, and you know, I'm not going to say the brewing industry is the only one. Everybody's been doing this, but right. you know, I'm being in the thick of it. I'm hearing that really thick in the brewing community. You know, uh, Colin from Henhouse was driving around to every brewery and checking in on everybody, and he had his vans ready to go. Let's, if we need to move people or stuff or whatever, we're ready. Everybody is doing at whatever they can. You know, trying to help out, and and I think that's you know because of the North Bay community, we we you know we make a lot of delicious stuff up here, and a lot of that is because of the people and and the workers and things like that. And we need to keep that alive to keep Sonoma County alive. Yeah, so that's that's been a big big concern, and and you know that's that's just where we're at right now. Um, you know. I saw on your on your post that you're kind of directing people to uh, the Redwood Credit Union page um yeah yeah so there's um let me what's the url i think it's it's, it's, redwood it's redwood dot org mm-hmm. slash yeah. north bay fire relief all one word yeah all one word and and you know you could just type up redwood credit union in google and it'll bring you to their front page and it's on there as well yeah that's that's a local bank here i mean i do all my banking with them as do pretty much every other brewer and anybody i know in the area um and that's going a hundred percent to residents and victims of the fire uh sonoma lake napa mendocino county so and they've raised, that's kind of the way to push it they've raised four million dollars in donations wow Corporate Point two. Oh, it's it's beautiful, and wow. and I've had um, some international brewers have have tried to donate as well, and they've been doing it. And you know, if, if international brewers are listening, um, they, you need to put in an American phone number uh, for that. But otherwise, 
you know, they're, they're, they're getting a lot of donations internationally as well. Wow. And I, that's what's going to help, you know. Like, the, the, the stories I've heard from my friends that, you know, lost their house, they went to a Red Cross, and they handed them, like, a pair of gloves and some dish soap and sent them on their way. And they're like, cool, I'll go put this in my car, I guess. Right, like, I don't right. know what the fuck to do with this. Yeah. Like, yeah. Thanks, guys. So, you know, it's, it's trying to find, and I don't know if... if um, Red Ukrainian Credit Union is absolutely the best one, but it's they're 100. percent They're a local bank. They're taking care of their people, so that's that's the one I've been sending people towards. Yeah. Well, I think that's cool, yeah. man. You know, you guys are, are are really trying to to help your people out, and uh, I, you know, I, I, I want you wanted to highlight it, and I I, I really appreciate it, um, and I'm, of course everybody else does too. Thanks, man. Yeah, we've been trying. Uh, can I put in a plug real quick? No. Yes. Yeah, go ahead, goodbye. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, Lincoln Valley Tap Room, also known as RV Tap Room, uh, which is strangely enough in Lincoln Valley, they're doing a big event this Saturday, which is getting uh, donations from Fieldwork, Firestone, Sonoma Springs, Moraz Brewing, uh, a whole bunch of other people. I don't have the list of in front of me right now, as well as my beer, as well as ciders. They're like a bunch of places are all trying to do these big donation drive events. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to come up and visit the North Bay and you know, try to see it uh, uh, before everything else burns down. Then come on over to Lincoln Valley Tavern this Saturday and, you know, try some stuff, and there's going to be a lot of donations going in towards it. Perfect. That sounds good, Steve. Yeah. Well, yeah. thanks, man. I, I Again, I appreciate you taking the time, and uh, get back to kicking. All right. Thanks a bunch, man. Yeah, take care, you guys. All right, dude. You too, man. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. Fucking shady, Steve. Still shady. Yeah. Uh, terrible stuff, people, but, uh, you know, we got to talk about it because it's, it's happening. It's happening to our people. It's happening to listeners and friends and family. So um, that's just uh, that's what it is. But stay tuned. When we come back, we're going to wrap up with Christopher Graham from More Beer and uh, do Warren's Twitter game and then hopefully eat some food. Oh, yes. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Check out their brand new patent-pending mash and boil 110-volt electric mashing and boiling unit. This compact all-stainless unit lets you mash, sparge, and boil just about anywhere that has a 110-volt plug. Double-wall construction adds to efficiency and safety, and a precise thermostat keeps temperatures where you want them. Unlike insulated buckets and converted coolers, multiple temperature rest mashing is easy to do all for under 300 bucks they also feature the mark ii work pump a magnetic drive high temperature pump that does the work of pumps that cost twice as much as well as exclusive brewer's edge regulators and quality keg king kegs and disconnects check them out today at williamsbrewing.com to bruise their vast selection with over 20 years of experience making world-class craft beer and more than 100 gold medals in international competitions moylan's brewing company is not just a pretty face in craft beer. Just ask Brendan Moylan. What do we got here? The beer of the hour. Moylan's, gotta love that big M. It's like a sign of awesomeness. Moylan's. Woo-hoo! 
It's got an extra kick to it. Let's pour this bad boy. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, Moylan's. The end of the night when the kids are finally in bed, the wife's in bed, <laughs> nobody's bothering your ass anymore. That's Moylan's time. Moylan's is for you. Yeah. It's to help you out. Yeah. It helps me out. What? Well, because it's freaking awesome. Northern California brewed. It's brewed with love. With love? Oh, yeah. Tremendous. And it's always best where? Moylan's. got to try it on tap at Moylan's in Novato. They're freaking awesome. Not only because I own the brewery, because I love the beer. Cheers. Boom. Kilt Lifter Scotch Ale takes big beers to a whole new level with rich malt balanced perfectly with delicate hops and now comes in four-pack tall boy cans so you can take the party on the go. Or come to the brewery, take a tour, and try any of Moylan's fresh creations right from the source. Check them out at Moylan's.com. Army, have you heard the latest at HopTech? Since HopTech has doubled in size after a huge expansion, Jade and Roberto can stock even more of the best quality homebrewing supplies and equipment. Over 60 kick-ass varieties of hops and malts, monster truckloads of quality brewer's yeast, including white labs, Y yeast, and multiple dry yeasts. They even have all grain systems from Grainfathers and Ruby Street Brew Systems, thanks to Jade, the brand new all-grain brewer. And don't forget about their 10% discount to all BN Army members. Jade and Roberto are waiting for you and all of your brewing questions over at HopTech.com. HopTech, totally not sucking since 1983. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. All right, thanks for hanging out, everybody. Uh, before we get back to Chris, I want to tell you guys about How to Brew. The new version is out, and it's ready, and it's chock full of extra Johns. Apparently, uh, John added a bunch of <laughs> new Johns to his John. Uh, but anyway, check it out. Home, uh, How to Brew for you. It's the best <laughs> book out there. That's the one we've always recommended at More Beer, right? How to Brew. Very oh, true. that's my favorite book. I like it, and uh, especially it's expanded and whatever, um, all that kind of fun stuff. Can you tell the, the the live reads that I actually have copy for versus the live reads I have to make up on the spot? A little, a little. It's yeah. very annoying. I'm I'm annoyed at myself <laughs> that I have to do it, but uh, you should practice. It is what it is, <laughs> right? Well, yeah, they're great and stuff and things. Yeah. Also, don't ever forget the. Things. Oh, I would never forget the things. What are you drinking there, Christopher? Uh, session beer. Okay, is it good. <laughs> Fariessa. 
I haven't tried it yet. You can see it by the... Oh, yeah, still got a good head on it. Try it right now. Right, right, right live. No pressure. Yeah. Don't spill. Spit it out like Shada. You should. Do some folio work. Tastes like a session IPA. <laughs> there you go. Um, okay, so where did we leave off? We left off with the giant chart, I believe, in Brew Your Own. And we left off with some sadness, and then uh, well, that's we'll true. come back yeah, to Yeah, that's true. Again. All right. Pimpin' ain't easy. <laughs> um, so we have this this chart of all the, the exist. Are these all the, the brewing systems in existence? These are all in existence, viable today type things. Um, all like semi-automatic, I would say. You okay, know, you, you have to clean out and things like that, but yeah. for the most part, all of these you know, systems keep will your work sparge your... water hot, and your mash exactly. And all they all have mm-hmm. some form of automation built into them. Yeah. Okay, so that, that's kind of like brew house, and then I, I think one of the more exciting areas of ferment of like the brew process that you can now start doing things for a reasonable amount of money, and is fermentation. Okay, you know. I, I will toot our horn in that. From more beer, brought conicals, temp controlled conicals, and regular conicals to homebrewing. Oh, absolutely! Yep, ninety-eight. I want to say no, no. Oh, before it was cool, maybe. Yeah, it was before we were preaching that you need to maintain temperature. Yeah, control. and uh, Colin. Yeah, maybe yeah. Colin. Uh, ninety-nine, probably. Sure. Um, let's yeah, go with let's that. Let's go with that. That yeah. sounds good. Right. Reasonable. <laughs> um, plausible. But but all of a sudden, and then you know. Uh, Blitman came along. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say copied us, but pretty close to doing that. Yeah. Uh, he, he did a good job. But yeah, then, but he then, expanded on the idea, yeah. maybe. I don't know. And then a few more stainless players came in, and then SS, I think, revolutionized it by making a super affordable mm-hmm. piece. Uh, it, quite well made, too. So okay. it, it's made us all be better at what we do. It's made our, our prices that have gone down on temp control conicals and regular conicals, and so Blitman's, and, and we all have to compete. Um, so, you know, that part of fermentation is, you know, now matching the brew house. You have these mm-hmm. beautiful brew houses, and all of a sudden, you don't have a plastic mm-hmm. water jug uh, that you're fermenting <laughs> in. Right. You, you got these awesome stainless things. And then I think what's just about to hit on a regular mainstream is glycol. Really? You know, there's, there's Actual a couple, jacketed? Uh, well, glycol, small homebrew glycol units to start with. Oh, okay. uh, and then jacketing will will obviously fall with that. Or but you put like an inexpensive belt around it too. Just to, you, you yeah. could do, you know. And who wants to cheapen up this awesome looking thing? So we'll, we'll start welding. The glycol, yeah. <laughs> obviously, you're going to get to what the price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so all of a sudden, there's about as you talked about NAC last year. You mm-hmm. walk around and there's about six new glycol systems. Yeah. about yeah. to hit the market. And, and it's funny because all of those were like it's coming next month, and none of them I've hit. Till now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which I think is a, is, is standard. Well, you got to be like that, right? Right. first or last, right? And so you got to say it at least. Yeah. Uh, but but that's about to be the normal thing. Okay. Um, hmm. And I, you know, so if I had my choice between my temp control conicals versus glycol, I would say it depends which one you want. Like the glycol is awesome in that you can hold whatever you want off fermentation, and you can cold crash after. Right. But you now end up with, you know, for something that's semi-portable, it's no longer portable. By the time you get your glycol lines running to it, it's a hard thing. Now you have lines right. underground, sure. things like that. And that's So the, the flip side is then you have a, a temp-controlled conical, which is self-contained. You know, it's not on wheels like the... It, it's on wheels, but it can't cold crash. It can't... Yeah. 
crash that fast. Right. Um, so, so it has its pros and cons to it. Right. Okay. Another system that when it fails, it makes a nasty mess. Which one? All of them. The glycol one. <laughs> oh. Well, compared to just like the electric yeah. Peltier chips and sure. all that stuff. Right. So, so the, I mean, that, that's about to be like the, the new norm is, is everybody doing temp control fermentation, which I think right. is awesome. Yeah. Like yeah. we talked about earlier. Is you, you could buy these, some of these systems, these temp control systems or brewing systems. I see a fifteen thousand here, a twenty five thousand here. You know, you can spend twenty two thousand there. You can spend that kind of money on these systems. Twenty two thousand dollars, dude. Yeah. <clears throat> Fuck it. Buy you two. Buy two. I mean, yeah. yeah. Forty four uh, sounds case, better. In case one gets dirty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't want to clean it. <laughs> right. Uh, just throw it away. Yeah. These are single use, right? Right. Yeah. So, but it's like without this fermentation side, what's the point? Like, I mean, if, yeah, that's if you're, always right. been the big hurdle. If you're saying, like, yeah. oh, don't worry, I have a room that always stays 70 degrees. <laughs> right. I, I've heard that so sure. many times in yeah. my life that I'm like, I don't care what temp the room is. I care what temp <laughs> right. the ferment is. Like, yeah. uh, so anyway, I, I think that's, like, in the pimpin' world, having a glycol-controlled fermenter is just, that, that's about it. Oh, yeah. Pimp All right, so what, how many gallons are these units uh, typically? You, they're doing, like, like. 20 BTU units all the way, or 20,000 BTU units. And how something. many gallons would that be? Like oh. five gallons? Or I mean, I no, can... more like seven five-gallon fermenter type. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. These are way overpowered. Yeah. Oh, uh, so for the home brewer. Yeah, Correct. even these ones, for like, so for the, the grandfather people are making one that'll do three five-gallon fermenters. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. 1,500 uh, for the unit and then about 1,000 per fermenter. And what's it, what, how is it applied to the fermenter? Uh, uh, it, it has its own little temp controller per yeah. fermenter, yeah. so that's cool. So it keeps mm-hmm. each one independently controlled. And, and then it has a little pump belt. and just two tubings. And a belt that goes around. Yeah, the just, and it's yeah. a single band on yeah. those. So they're not trying to do it really properly with any kind of zones or anything. But at oh. least it's getting the bulk of it down to the temperature. Okay. Mm. A little bit of natural circulation by temperature is going to be yeah. pretty, pretty good. Some other companies will come along and make better ones eventually. But. Oh, yeah, that, that's what happens. But, but they're getting the ball rolling. Right. Exactly. They're making it a norm, which yeah. is like you know, it, it takes you know people getting into this to to become a norm. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember distinctly at a trade show or some homebrew fest where someone didn't know we were behind him, and he's like, "Yeah, look at those more beer jerks like selling temp control conicals. Who's going to spend that kind of money on that thing? <laughs> <laughs> you will, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's the beauty of it is that that. I think this show works for anybody in brewing or wants to get into brewing because there are these people. Yeah. They're the people who want to go the cheap, the people who want to go expensive. Yeah. And just because they want to spend a lot of money doesn't mean that you know they, they shouldn't be allowed to. And that, right. that's what's cool about the pimp inside of this, the high end, is essentially the whole concept of anything you can now get at a professional, see at a professional brew house, you can almost find the equivalent. Exactly. Maybe not quite right, but the equivalent right. on a the funding valve or whatever. We don't yeah. have Yeah. No, I mean, you can strap one on a conical. It's There's true. lots of spending yeah. valves yeah. now. Yeah. Well, not the spunding, but the, the, zy- the zygolimeter, the, the thin, the dispensing, the pigtail, the thing. The what? The, the Zang Nagel? Yeah. Are you talking about the carbonation yeah. tester? Sure, dude. I don't know. I'm oh, just okay. trying to fucking Yeah, well, talk. anybody can buy a $1,200 carbonation tester if they want. Right. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't need a Zang Nagel? Right. right. <laughs> is that what a carbonation tester yeah. is? Is a Zang Nagel? The thing that's, that's like where it's under name. pressure, then yeah. you, you, you can pull it off like they did at Sierra Nevada for us. <laughs> when we were drinking Celebration. 
Right. You're talking about a pigtail. But yes, that's what just I said. Just a coily pigtail. piece of yeah, stainless that, steel that's tubing. That's about as cheap as it gets. That's just a pigtail. Yeah. But nobody. But you don't sell them. That's right. Or well, do, do I don't people have do two hundred yeah. barrel fermenters. Like, but you don't. Thing. Never mind. Pressures aren't that great. Though. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You, you need you need a pressure capable fermenter for that to be a problem. Okay. We have sample ports built into our fermenter. <laughs> See, that's all that we need. Yeah. There's your pigtail right there. See. So we'll get to the the final sides of, of pimp and brewing, and and I think that really comes down to the brew room itself. Okay, you know you're starting to see more and more people have these like just awesome brew rooms. Um, we get people sending in pictures, and they have like French glass door, French door <laughs> openings to sloped uh, concrete to wow. center drains. Yeah. Urethane-coated floors. To, geez. to uh, water hoses to clean the floor off that retracts <laughs> to the ceiling. <laughs> really? Well, Doc had most yeah. of that. But, it, it was no, a, but he, this guy, this is beyond that. D- d- Doc's was cool, but it was he the size of this room. Right? Yeah, yeah. These guys have ones that are like 20 by 20, all glass around it. And then they have another building. This these are like human beings who are are human exist beings. in the world so today. So they moved out their antique cars and moved into breweries? Is that what they did? These guys, it, probably. Bodies? And these guys seem to be in the southeast for some reason. Oh, they, okay. They, they group there or something? Yeah, California's too expensive. Yeah. That's well, why. That's yeah. Yeah. This other guy has one room like that, and then his other room is his serving room. And you know it's wow. equally as beautiful. TVs everywhere. Um, I wonder how often that get, actually gets used, right? Like maybe for Super Bowl or for like a couple of things. But you know, is he there weekly? I don't maybe know. Maybe his servants, you know, go get a beer. <laughs> yeah, or, on their break you know, when the, they get on one the week. plantation weekly. Am I allowed to take my shift beer? Now? Yeah, your weekly shift beer. <laughs> But but I think that's like something we're seeing more and more as people with like you know n- no longer main caves these are like full on bars that aren't yeah, bars. personal bars <laughs> these yeah. are personal yeah. bars good can we can we get away from the man cave phrase oh that's phrase, the worst man term cave? yeah it, man bar it, it, it just it thing, just, I don't know it makes I mean me some of these have nervous. bathrooms home. Just go like, home. Like, literally, that's how cool these are. And I they want their own bathroom. Wow. Have a, I yeah. mean, they may be just a urinal with a little, like, like, no. uh, like a Barrier. little curtain. Barrier, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, don't mind me. Yeah. Um, but, uh. but still, like, even if I had a tree in my backyard, I could use that. would be great. You but could build the room around a tree. That would yeah. just, that'd be very eco-friendly. I mean, I like that. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. But, well, the tree might not appreciate it. You're sitting there smelling urine. But when you have a dedicated space that you're allowed to drink your beer in at home, yeah. that's like a whole new level. It's pretty cool. I mean, for me, it's hiding, crying in the closet, like <laughs> while I sneak a beer in my daddy's closet. Now <laughs> so far, you're making me nervous, Chris. Yeah, children are great. Yeah, you, you should. Yeah, um, <laughs> but but in that vein, if you can't have one of those, kegerators are suddenly very affordable for good ones. Really? Um, think like compared to a four hundred square foot room. Yeah, it's <laughs> your own bar. Yeah. But but like when I first bought my first real kegerator, which I still have, which was the brand True. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. like a. I don't know, twelve hundred dollar um, kegerator, and it's commercial quality compressor. Right. And all that. Yeah. What you got to do because you work at a place. Well, and, yeah. and when the when the power goes on, the lights dim a little bit. I mean, right. it uses that much power. Yeah. that's how you know it's working. Yeah. <laughs> and now we see that meter spin. We're yeah, right. selling a line of ones out of Australia, and these are made for homebrew, which is cool. Okay, you fit three kegs in them. Six. Um, 
uh, homebrew style yeah. uh, kegs yeah. uh, for what five hundred and sixty bucks and oh, wow. digital temp control. They have their own separate fan unit for the tower, which they call oh, a font. Nice. I, I still have a, a, f- a font. A, a font. A font. Like like a writing like thing. a writing font, is like that, Arial or whatever. Is that Australian for a fan? Uh, no, it's oh. Australian for tower. Oh. Huh. Um, yeah, so it takes me a while. Font. Uh, got a font, font. A font fan. That's exactly what they call it. <laughs> okay. Uh, but anyway, it's got a separated fan. Uh. For, so if you're going to have a party, you can turn that on and have cold air blowing up there. No, no, and, keep the wow. Um, you know, so those are things like you can actually afford now. Yeah. Somewhat afford. Uh, That's still a pretty good a pretty good deal, man. Yeah. Because yeah. those true keg raiders are like, what, 1000 bucks or something uh, like that? Starting out. Yeah. 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 And they're and they're, loud. And they're, yeah. they're, they're loud as fuck, yeah, too. They're, yeah. they're great for a bar. Like, here mm-hmm. it would be awesome because yeah. they're going to last 10, 20 years of daily use. Where, right. Uh, you know, who knows? This home thing might be like five years of use, but that's still pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe it'll be 20. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, the Vessi was the last thing, which is, I, I think, is one of the cooler things uh, out there, which Whirlpool makes, um, which is a fermenter and uh, serving vessel thing. in one. Uh, huh. So it's a pressure vessel yeah. uh, that you could drop troop and all that, carbonate up, and serve right out of. Wow. Yeah. And so is it, is it refrigerated or is it, can, is it small it's, enough to fit in a fridge? No, it's refrigerated. The, the unit itself is standalone? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. It, I mean, it's a Whirlpool product. So it's it's the same floor print as a washer dryer or a dishwasher. <laughs> what size batches does it get do? Right Five gallons. Five gallons. Okay. underneath it? Right, yeah. yeah. That would be killer. Do my laundry yeah. and yeah, right, yeah, yeah, get a, a microwave combi oh. unit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to, oh, okay, there it is. Okay, yeah. so it looks like a, a conical, looks like basically they took a... Like a kegerator, and then hollowed it out, and basically put they, a conical. They in hung it. a conical in it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got you. Okay. that's five gallons. I have seen pictures gallons. of that. So, so my ultimate goal is to get a brewery in that, and then just you know you brew your brew day. Brewery takes you all the way through cooling, right? And then you just hit a button to transfer it. It goes into the vessel, pitch my yeast, and then oh sure, here a couple of weeks later, and I'm done. That seems like something that they could do easily, oh, yeah. and even make it stacking. So we're it fits trying to, in a, the whole brewery fits in a closet. We're trying to get those two to talk to <laughs> each side other, side by side. Yeah, right. Yeah, have a stacked version. Yeah, a top so, loader uh, versus right, the front right, Yeah, that's crazy. I love it. So is there, is there a, a five gallon? Uh, Oh, would be uh, the, the fully the automated gallon? one, the only five gallon is brewery. That's the fully brewery. automated. Like right. you literally, you put your right. grains in, your hops so in that, the chamber. So in our context, so if you just transfer it over into the vessel, yep. that would be the one that you'd probably have. If yeah, you, and the brewery is cool because you have water hookups too. Oh. So you don't even have to like go hook up for cooling. It's already hooked up to water. Oh, nice. Yeah, it does the filling of water to start with, how much is needed. Um, it's an outdoor garage kind of system. No, no, it's an indoor. It's really? electric. I mean, you would the people use it in your kitchen, you would say? Uh, I, with, the hot, with pressurized water hooked up yeah. to it and stuff like that? I, I don't know one, about you, man, but I... I use one of my tests. I fill water when I'm out bring out stuff. <laughs> I do all the time. I don't know. Just everywhere. It's yeah. Just once a go. I mean, if it's in your kitchen, it's a little weird because then you can't use your sink if you're dedicated that water line. I, right. Well, they, they really they, brewed, they made this for like a light industrial kind of... I mean, obviously yeah. the same reason as Zymatic made the Pico. Yeah. Um, and so they're, they're, they just took the Pico one step further by saying just hook water in and we'll take care of the water fill 
So you have to calibrate it. That's one other thing. Like they have uh, load sensors. Um, so it actually and chills it down to pitching temperature. Yeah, you do, nice. you choose what pitch temp sure, you want, program. and it'll just keep running till it Fuck. gets there. That sounds great. Yeah. Wow. Has it got a Vessi pathway? Like, Not <laughs> yet, but I'm trying to get them to talk to each other. I'm trying to get Vessi out of their exclusive contract with one company that can sell their stuff. And then <laughs> them to talk to each other. You need to break that shit. I'm just working get, on it. Just get Fritz to make a competing model. Yeah. Do the Maytag version. Maytag. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm sure he'd love to compete. Yeah. He just got out of the beer industry. Hill. <laughs> get right, right back in. <laughs> he wants to lose money. Yeah. Um... Is that it, Chris? That's all I got. Wow. Good yeah. work, my friend. Good yeah. work. We, we went cheap and we pimped it out. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We did do that. Um, <clears throat> speaking of going cheap. No, I'm not going to read that. <laughs> With that Is segment. that my contract or something? <laughs> it's not, definitely not your contract. Uh, I appreciate that, Chris. You put in a lot of work and, uh, you know, all that kind of fun stuff, I man. Yeah. So now go spend your money at morebeer.com. <laughs> yes, please do. Um, okay, we have a few more uh, house cleaning items to do before we can get out of here, Warren. Mainly your. Uh, what happened to my computer? Mine. Your Twitter game. Yeah, I'm sure you love the Twitter. You're like, fine, I got to do this Twitter game. Oh, uh, actually, before. Is that sponsored by Maytag? Tonight it is. It's sponsored by More Beer, actually. But uh, before we get to the Twitter game, uh, speaking of Blickman, uh, go to greatfermentations.com. They have the largest catalog of Blickman products on the web. They have top-notch customer service and same-day shipping on many items. They are at greatfermentations.com. They're also all over social media at gr 8 Fermentation. Nice folks. Been with us for a long time. And uh, if you have any questions on Blickman stuff, they're your people. All right, Warren. All right. Do me a favor. Remind us what our Twitter game was, please. Uh, I was wanting to know what the next leak from the BN is going to be that's going to send shockwaves through the Internet. Okay. What's the BN leakage? Uh, Well, the first leakage, I didn't understand it, but I included it, hoping that maybe somebody could explain it to me. (laughs) Sounds good. Uh, The first one is from John Herman. It says... Beijing John Herman. Yeah. The J.P.'s Grudzitsky is people. It's a people. (laughs) Or sorry, it's people with more exclamation points after it. Like Soylent Green. Made from people. Oh. Yeah. That's what it is? Yeah. Okay. Good one, John. (laughs) (laughs) When you have to explain a Twitter joke. I think we're going to win. It goes away. Yeah. That's my vote. Yeah. Mainly because it mentions me. Yeah. Um... Mike Shoemaker says... Uh, Paging Mr. Shoemaker. <laughs> Doesn't work. Tasty just died. He fell into a brew kettle during a, co- a collab. 69 breweries are brewing <laughs> Janet's Brown in his honor. 69. <laughs> he said the sex number, so that's good. Right. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Chris says, the BN has acquired... It's, oh, has been acquired by Constellation Brands for $215 billion. <laughs> And buys AB InBev for 213 to produce only hazy IPA. <laughs> okay. All right. I like that one. Uh, Brandon says, Justin's feet have been amputated due to gout. <laughs> to cover his medical costs, the BN is for sale for $50 or best offer. Okay. Yeah. Justin's feet. Uh, you know, Justin has a foot, a foot problem, Chris. That's where it's from. Not Still. gout, though. Nerve Still. things. Uh Jeff says, playing BN podcast backwards reveals hidden messages for craft brewers to sell out to AB InBev. 
<laughs> That's awesome. Okay, all right. Uh, let's see. I like that one. That's probably the most creative very one I've creative, heard in a long creative, time, yes, actually. It's a good 1980s yeah. reference. Since right. I started reading these a minute ago. I can build a comedy series around that. There you go. Uh, let's see. Marcus says, uh, Jamel announces he's gone vegan and will be turning heretic into an abbey. <laughs> okay. He had me with the vegan, but the That's abbey ridiculous. I didn't. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. And then lastly, Robert says, uh, the Fort Collins hop grenade is actually a dispensary and is run by Tasty, who is using all of his collab money to get Weinstein to promote the low hug. <laughs> the low hug. Whoa. <laughs> okay. It's got layers. It's, I don't like to see my name in the same sentence. It's got something. Uh, okay, the three I liked were the Constellation one. What was that uh, one again? Uh, the BN got bought by Constellation. Got acquired by Constellation Brands for oh, two fifteen, yeah. and then bought AB InBev for two thirteen to make hazy IPA. Make hazy IPA. Well, uh, okay, I I like it. I like, I like it. it a lot. Yeah. Although uh, you know, we want you want to make money. So. That would mean we got acquired for two hundred fifteen billion dollars. It's true. We just kickstart the rest of it. Too. That would shake some shit up. Um, uh, I like the one about Justin's feet. Because you always got to kick a man. Right. Down. Yeah. That's just the rule. Well, right? when he can't stand up. Right. <laughs> right. You can uh, lean though. <laughs> He leans like a motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, what was the feet? Uh, Justin's feet have been amputated due to gout. To cover his medical expenses, the BN is for sale for fifty dollars or best offer. Ooh, his 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 expenses. I like that. His expenses. Medic, like his medical costs actually is what the tweet says. You're already making shit up, Warren. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of better. To be honest, thanks, Chris. Good job, Warren. Uh, I like Chris. Can we have him back? <laughs> yeah, sure. I have another opinion. Um. And I like and the, the backwards podcast. Yeah, Jeff with yeah. playing being backwards. Anyone else that you guys want to add or? Um, I like the the backwards podcast one. I do too. Yeah. All right, backwards bad. podcast it is. There you go. Way to go, Jeff. Yeah, Jeff, you good did job, it, buddy. Good job. Yeah. Spread the word. Listen to this backwards. Chris, would you do a live read for me? Would you read this? Sure. Would you, are you, would you say you're comfortable reading things on the air? It's not going to sound good. Perfect. Well, just read that for me, please. Re- verbatim. Just remember, no, remember, you said that. yes already. <laughs> no, you already yeah. said yes. You touched it last. You already said yes. I have a contract not to read. Yeah. Oh, no, Chris. what? This, this is your internet fame right here. I sure? cannot believe that's a sponsor. Oh, man. No, they've been a great sponsor, too, because people... Because they give you money. Because homebrewers are horny fucks. Yeah, they get drunk, and then they get real horny. And they buy weird shit. You don't go to Adam and Eve. You go to more beer when you're drunk. <laughs> Maybe they do both but see the the you have to you have to go to adam after you go to more beer yeah you're spent at that point no you go to when more beer you buy some shit then you go to adam right. and Eve, oh so you after, can after, after, after exactly because yes. you, right. yes, your significant yes. other's pissed that you spent so much yes, money yes. at more beer yes oh excuse yeah yes, right. Right. right yeah i ordered a sculpture and here's a rabbit <laughs> right yeah. let's right. go Did you mentioned you have a lot of warehouse space there yes you may want to consider opening up another division ah, after you yes. hear this ad <laughs> just think about it imagine the imagine the House connectivity. Intersection of your demographic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. More yeah. Beer. Fill out our survey and let us know if you yeah. would buy, if you could get over your $59 free shipping by buying some. Uh... Honey, you know, you'll know when I, be- when I hit mash temp. <laughs> Adam and Eve is determined to help you spice things up in the bedroom, and they're backing up that ass and promise. Check this out. I added the ass part. It's not wow. really in the copy. Okay. I, just, I added right it. Ahead. That's good. Thank you. Uh, go to adamandeve.com and you get 50% off almost any one item when you enter offer code BNARMY at checkout. But 
pack pack by pack with the bad day. I'm so flustered. It used to be going really well. Well, all the blood is draining from my head, so I can't. Oh. Uh, now back by popular demand and for a limited time only, of course, you'll also get the free Big O kit, Chris. And who doesn't love the Big O? Is it an O-ring kit to, like, rebuild my car? Or yeah, my it's just a really big one. <laughs> Some people call them orgasms. Ah, yeah. I, gotcha. I don't know what that is. Neither does my wife. Adam and Eve's <laughs> Big O kit includes their exclusive Climax gel, whatever a Climax is, and a mini vibrator. Uh, you'll also get your entire order sent to you for free. So hurry up, take advantage of this limited time offer. You can choose a new adult toy, a naughty movie, or almost anything else. When you choose that one item at 50% off, you'll get the free shipping, you'll get the kit, you'll get the gel and the little mini vibrator guy. You won't find this anywhere else uh, on this channel. Just go to uh, adamneve.com, use offer code BNARMY at checkout. Now, are they doing donations up to Napa as well? <laughs> they should. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I mean, you got to get people feeling back to normal again. Right. Yeah. Big O kids. Yeah, who doesn't need like, no. no? I mean, you're, all your, you know. That could be uh, the Jerry couple stuff got all burnt up. In the fire. That could be the more beer division, more O's, <laughs> more O's, yeah, more O's dot com. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, and you could have, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and then, answering the phone will be a whole different experience. Yeah, you could even say the full name O's O's and more O's. Yeah, that's retro. <laughs> retro. 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 <laughs> Speaking of, the next board meeting. <laughs> speaking of something that's not retro, go to Beersmith.com. Brad at Beersmith works hard to make sure all the calculations and software upgrades and things like that go well for you. You get a 21-day free trial, Beersmith.com. Um, you know, upgrade your, uh, upgrade your brewing. If you're not going to buy a $25,000 beer system, you might as well at least treat yourself to uh, Beersmith if you're not on there already. You want both, really. We didn't even talk about the in-between to the hardware. Right. We, yeah. Which we can. you got to have that. I All guess right. we'll have to have you back. We'll come back. God damn it. I guess we'll have to have you back. Yeah, so not so serious. We'll have to schedule with his kids. See where we can get him next. <laughs> I can bring them in and I won't. <laughs> That'd be great. Oh, what well, are you guys drawing? <laughs> Daddy drinking. <laughs> they know what I'm doing. Daddy hiding. Uh, Chris, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. For coming in, of course. Morebeer.com. Apparently, I didn't drink enough to give anything away. You didn't. Wow. Kind of you even had a well, plenty. We don't really have that many live listeners anymore. So oh, okay. it's kind of, ever since we moved to Mondays, it kind of just oh. shoots it. But Turns out people work. Yeah. I'll give the well, live oak kit to somebody. If you want to uh, give uh, the Twitter winner uh, something, you can do that. High five, buddy. <laughs> oh, hear that? You got a high five. Oh, all right. Um, okay, and thank you uh, again to Chris. Thank you to Vinny and Natalie, of course, from Russian River. Thank you to Shady Steve from Shady Oak Barrel House. Um, take care of yourselves and uh, your community. You guys are doing a great job. And, uh, again, if you if you have any spare cash lying around, you can throw it at one of these organizations raising money and, and really just trying to help people get back up on their feet. Uh, that, would be, uh, that would be much appreciated. I would appreciate it. All right, let's get out of here. Thank you very much, everybody, and we will be back. I think we're off next week, but I don't know. Check the schedule.
Justin's on my sky and winning the race, JP. 